scratch the last two. He's Bloom Daddy, and he's coming at you like an eight-year-old in Chuck E. Cheese. What's my age again? That's about the time that she broke up with me. No one should take themselves so seriously. With many years I've had to fall in line. Why would you wish that on me? I never want to act my age. What's my age again? What's my age again? You know, I meant to tell you this yesterday, but after a three-day weekend, my mind was, well, it was gone. You get three days off, you relax, not as sharp. Anybody out there suffering from influenza B, I feel for you because my youngest son, Braylon, has had it four days now. I just talked to his mother today. He is down for the count. And over the weekend, I've never seen, I'll just put it to you this way, I'm not going to get real graphic. But it, it's putting down fever four days. He's on Terraflu. He's on everything. And influenza B apparently is worse than influenza A. And I think the flu shot this year was for influenza A, not influenza B, if you're following me at home. But the temp, the what it's done, the way it's wreaked havoc on him, all he's been doing is watching every episode of The Walking Dead since season one. But over the weekend, he got a nosebleed. I've never seen anything like it. I walked into the kitchen and it looked like somebody had been slaughtered. I've I've never seen a nose bleed like that to the point of I was thinking about loading him up and taking him to the hospital over a nosebleed. We eventually got it to stop because I think if a nosebleed goes for about 20, 25 minutes, you're supposed to seek medical care. This one went for about 10 solid. But I see what it's doing to him, and I can't imagine what it's doing to somebody who's older and not in that kind of shape. So if you're suffering from it out there, I feel for you because I'm seeing it firsthand with my youngest, and he's 18, and it is burying him. Top headlines. Let's go. What's going on here? What is happening? What the hell is happening? What's happening now? Let's take a look at what's going on. These are the top headlines. This is the kind of story I will never figure out. you got a 65-year-old man by the name of George Zadok Jr. Charged with felonious assault. He shot a 10-year-old. Not just any 10-year-old. His grandson. Now, I don't know the specifics of this. And, Carmen, I don't know if you've seen the specifics of what caused this, the motivation. This was on the 5100 block of Gifford Avenue around 3 p.m. the other day, old Brooklyn neighborhood. The kid is in stable condition. What would prompt you to shoot a 10-year-old in the first place? Unless that 10-year-old's committing some sort of an act, a crime, what have you. But a 10-year-old, but your own grandson. I don't know if this was an accident. I don't know if it was done on purpose. I hope it was an accident. Because I can't imagine what kind of family life this kid has if his grandfather shot him on purpose at the age of 10, at the age of 20. I mean, it's a family relative. I, I for the life of me, hard to comprehend stories like that. Kevin Stenard, former cop, pleading guilty to attempted felonious assault, strangulation, possession of a firearm and a liquor permit premises. This assault of a female happened in Cleveland. He just got two years in prison. Got to get rid of the bad apples. There's no other way to put it. This is a guy who, as a cop, you're held to a higher standard. You should be held to a higher standard. you got to do everything you can to protect that badge. And if you're doing something like that, obviously you're not. And that is the kind of cop we need to run out of policing. Speaking of policing, spent my late morning, early afternoon in Olmstead Falls. Got an invite via email, Bloom Daddy at iHeart Media, about a week ago, from Mayor Jim Graven. He said, hey, we'd love to have you out here. Love to meet you show you around the town. And I had been to Olmstead Falls. I think I went there back in the day with one of my roommates or hallmates when I was at Kent State. And I remember it was very quaint. 
And I'm in Berea all the time, and I mean, my God, they're right next door to each other. But I got a full-time tour of Olmstead Falls, and what a beautiful place. Spent the uh, late morning, early afternoon with Mayor Graven, Police Chief Otis Rogers. Complete tour of the town, the falls, other spots. Quaint is an understatement. Went over, hung out with your buddy. Dave Grace. David Grace. Gunselman's opening up a place, a steakhouse mm-hmm. in Olmstead Falls. Of course, you you turned me on to Gunselman's in Fairview. Yes. Best burger I think maybe I've ever eaten. Food overall. It's not bar food. It is culinary. It, it's just culinary delight after delight. Great yeah. food. Also got the chance to watch some police training, some simulations, which I'll get to in a second. Then we had lunch at Gibbs Butcher and Brews. I got the chicken cob salad. The appetizer was one pound bacon flight, which was on big pieces of thick bacon, different flavors. Then I went upstairs and took a look at Jimmy's Place, which is open on Fridays and Saturdays. They've got jazz and blues, seats about 50, old bar from Chicago. He got put in that place. All I know is this, the next time I go there on a Friday or a Saturday, I'm going to eat either the uh, seafood bake or the fresh salmon Oscar because the menu looks unbelievable. But I just, I, I, I had a great time. I love getting out and about and meeting people. I'm downtown here all the time. I do things, but I like getting out and about, seeing other areas of Northeast Ohio. So if you ever want me to come, if you're a mayor, you're a police chief, or whatever it may be, if you want me to come see your city, see your town, email me, bloomdaddy at iheartmedia.com. I'll come. I mean, I'm, I'm that guy. I can have a beer with anybody. I can sit down and talk to anybody. I really love seeing everything that Cleveland and the outskirts has to offer. As far as the police training, they went through some simulations, and we're going to go, Carmen. We've been invited. Okay, so Chief Otis Rogers said, hey, anytime you want to come, they were doing it with some other departments, and it was done differently than the last time we did it. I've been through three so far. This will be the fourth, but it was pretty interesting because they had a guy in a suit, almost looked like a big welder suit, and facial protection, the whole thing. They had real tasers and then pellet guns, like guns that shoot pellets or whatever. So what they would do, the guy in the suit is standing at one end of the room. Probably 10 feet away, 12 feet away. The cop that's undergoing the training is standing there and somebody says, okay, are you ready? And they put a, like a, I don't know, a covering, a pillowcase over your, over the cop's head. Mm -hmm. So he can't see what the guy in the suit is doing. Soon as the covering goes over the cop's face, the guy in the suit grabs a different type of weapon or whatever. So the cop has no idea what this guy is going to do. And the whole point of putting the pillowcase, if you, I'm going to call it a pillowcase, over the cop's head is when they pull it off, he's got to react immediately because that guy in the suit starts doing something. Whether it's charge him, point a gun at him, have a knife, have a shovel, whatever it may be. So you've got to make a split second decision as soon as that hood comes off as to am I going to my taser? Am I going to my gun? Am I not going to anything? Because maybe, and, and they, they do. Six different scenarios. Boom, 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 real quick. And in the one scenario, they put the hood over the officer's head, and the guy in the suit grabbed, I believe it was a knife, like a dagger, a long dagger type thing. And he goes, okay, you ready? Boom, pulls the hood off, and right away, the guy's, he sees the guy's got the knife, so he immediately draws his weapon. Or actually, he drew the taser. He actually drew the taser. I put it on social media. If anybody wants to go watch it, what I'm describing right now, just go to at Bloom Daddy Radio on X. At Bloom Daddy Radio on X. So as soon as he sees that, he grabs his taser. The guy takes about two steps towards him. And he's saying the whole time, drop it, drop it, drop it. He doesn't drop it. <laughs> Hits him with the taser. 
end of simulation. And, of course, that suit protects him from any kind of, of harm. Well, in an instance like this, and look, we went to engage virtual range back... Uh, that was awesome. 18 yeah. months, and I failed miserably. Um, in an instance in which you just described, whether it's a knife or a gun, I think it's safe to say simply for me to pull a taser, no? I mean... Yeah, look, as a cop, I see a guy with a knife, gun's coming out. I'm not tasing him. I'm shooting him. But again, I mean, I'm in a different setting. I know. <laughs> I know it's just, you know, it's pretend. It's not real. But I'll tell you, though, my heart is going to be busting out of my chest because it was last time we mm-hmm. did this. And this will be your fourth time going to the simulator, my second. And again, it just reinforces the respect I have for our men and women in blue. Yeah. That as soon as that, that facial covering comes off, boom, they got to make a split uh, second decision. And it also reinforces the fact that people who want to be critical of the cops should have to go through stuff like this Absolutely. because it gives them a better understanding of how quickly things happen and it gives them a better understanding of of police work so they invited us out i can line it up anytime maybe we go next week and do it maybe we do it the week after we can you know we'll have somebody there post it on social media come back put it on bloom daddy on facebook and talk about how we did again but i really like how they do it because you you got to make that split as soon as that hood comes off that guy in the suit's doing something and you gotta be, you gotta be ready to rock and roll. But I want to thank Mayor Graven and Police Chief Rogers. Had an awesome time. Had a great lunch. I want to thank, uh, Dave Grace meeting him. He was, he's an awesome, he said he went to school with you. Yeah. Not high school, but he went to, uh, Catholic school. Yeah. We, yeah. uh, went to San Angelo together yeah. in Fairview Park. He said you were an absolute stud. No, he didn't say that. He probably <laughs> said I was a meathead. 216-578-1100. Absolute roofing text line 21095. Bloom Daddy back after this. The Absolute Roofing text window is open. You guys know it's winter, right? What, no one cares? Come on. Text the show at 21095. Hey, Carmen Angelo here for Grandview Homes. Grand... The Bloom Daddy Show on WTAM 1100. If you're listening on the iHeartRadio app, hit the talkback button and leave me a message as to why you want to go see the Cavs and the Celtics play March 5th. That's a Tuesday. Tip off 7 o'clock, Rocket Mortgage Fieldhouse. Then you got to listen at 450 today. If we play your message, you call in and you win your tickets. 216-578-1100. But you got to listen on the iHeartRadio app. Hit the talkback button and then leave that message. Make sure you listen today at 450. If we play your message and you call in, you're going to be there for the Cavs and the Celtics Tuesday, March 5th, 7 o'clock. Rocket Mortgage Fieldhouse. Absolute roofing text line. From the 216. Guys, what is the restaurant with the best burger you just mentioned? Actually, it's Gunselman's Tavern in Fairview. Mm-hmm. And it's not just a bar with great food. It's a bar with outstanding food. And they have an actual, they have a chef who was trained, I think, at the Pittsburgh Culinary Institute. So, I mean, it's a legit menu. And it's a legit Cleveland bar. Yes, it is. It, it bar restaurant. I mean, you just have that Cleveland feel in there. And oh, I yeah. mean that in a very good way. W- what burger is your favorite? My Gunsman's? favorite is the Big G, which is essentially just a <laughs> pound of beef. And you can't go wrong. I was saying in the break, if I'm ever condemned to death in Lucasville, I want either the Big G or the sausage gravy at Consulman's to be part of my last meal. Mine's the Beast Burger. Oh, yeah. I think it's elk, wild boar, like four or five different wild animal meats mixed together in one patty. It's fantastic. The only other hamburger that I would say that I have eaten in Northeast Ohio that comes close to Gunselman's was in Medina when I went to Castle Noel. I believe it's called Time 2, T-H-Y-M-E, Time 2. It's right below Diagonal from Castle Noel. Had a black and blue burger in there, and it was phenomenal. Those are the two best burgers I've eaten so far.
Yeah, and I'm I, not a big burger guy. Like I, I usually do seafood or I do something else. Try to say a little bit more on the healthy edge. But those are the two best burgers that I've eaten by far. I will certainly check out time too. But the leader in the clubhouse for me, as we currently stand, is Gonsalves. I got you. Trump revealing his vice president shortlist. Now we'll talk more about this in politics left, right, center coming up at five oh five. DeSantis, Scott, Ramaswamy, no, Nome, Donalds. Who I'm drawing a blank on. Who the hell is Donalds? That's a good question. I have no okay. idea. And Gabbard, Tulsi Gabbard. There are four groups that Trump needs to appeal to. Independents, women, Gen Z, which we're talking 26-year-olds, 27-year-olds, 24-year-olds, and minorities. Your VP's got to get you what you can't get you. To me, Trump's got men, and he's got that 32% hardcore base. So out of independents, women, Gen Z, and minorities, to me, to win, he's got to get two out of four. He gets three out of four, four out of four. It's a it's a it's a walk off, but he's got to get two out of those four. Tim Scott, I mean, he's going to bring you some minorities. He's the only black senator. Possibly, is he going to bring you Gen Z women and independents? I think he'll bring you some independents. Ramaswamy, he might get you some Gen Zers. I don't think he gets anybody else. Maybe a little bit of independence. He he's too young. He's too he, he just doesn't have it. The it factor isn't there for him after a couple of debates in my in my opinion. Christy Nome, South Dakota governor. I think she gets women. I think she gets some independence. I think she gets some Gen Zers. She's a fantastic looking female. And I'm not being a pig right now. That matters. Image matters. Mm-hmm. It does. And I think she can appeal to a younger crowd. Donald's, we got to figure out who the hell he's talking about then. If anybody knows, text us. Absolute Roofing Text Line 21095. I, look, I didn't get to do the amount of prep that I usually do because I was in Olmstead Falls having a good time. So, And then Tulsi Gabbard. You know, you got the military background there. You've got somebody who's basically an independent. She's going to appeal to that independent crowd. I don't know if she's going to pull any blue dog Democrats across because I think they're a little ticked off at her for kind of kicking the party to the curb. And I don't know how many Republicans trust her. So I don't know. that That's an interesting pick right there. I think she's the choice. And don't be so sure about your statement on the Blue Dogs not supporting her. I think they definitely I didn't would. say they wouldn't. I okay. said I'm just not so sure. Well, I, I think they will simply for the fact that she left that party because of how woke it became. The far-left progressive Democrats. Those are the people that chased her away. So I think she aligns very, very well with the Blue Dogs. We will talk more about this coming up in just a little bit, but I want to I want to hit a topic since baseball is right around the corner. The Guardians about set to start throwing and catching and doing all that good sort of stuff. When do pitchers and catchers start? Actually, they they'd already first, started. Yeah, they, spring training. The first full squad was yesterday. Okay, they there we had go. A game at three o'clock Saturday. Again, I was messing around Olmstead Falls, and I don't make any apologize for that. Uh, apologies for that. You okay over there, Trey? I can hear that. <laughs> yeah, that's in queue. That's in queue, my man. So I was on with um, Greg Brenda last night, and Greg Brenda had a phenomenal, I mean a phenomenal topic, and that is where is the state of Major League Baseball today? And I thought the timing is perfect. We talked about it, 7 o'clock hour. I think he went his whole show with it. Obviously, you have a different audience right now. Greg's going to be joining us coming up after the break. But a couple of numbers for you to consider here. America's pastime is not America's pastime. It hasn't been for quite some time. As a matter of fact, it's well behind football, tied with basketball for the second favorite sport in America. But when you take a look at those under the age of 30, just 7% of those under the age of 30 say baseball is their favorite sport. That's fifth behind football, 
basketball, something else, which could be anything, and soccer. So Major League Baseball's got a problem when it comes to getting younger fans. I'm going to die. You're going to die. Carmen's going to die. Greg Brenda's going to die. You need to replenish the fans that you're going to lose to father time. But right now, they're not doing that. So the question is to you, if you will, where do you think the state of Major League Baseball is right now? And can it be fixed? Can it climb in popularity specifically among youngsters? I got a lot to say about this one. 216-578-1100. Greg Brenda, the Dean, joining us next right here on the Bloom Daddy Show. WTAM. 1100. It's a tough job. Let me see. Clubs, check. Shoes, check. But somebody's got to do it. Golf balls, check. Bill Wills, live from Guardian Spring Training. 30 or 15 SPF. All next week, mornings 5 to 9. Baseball prep. Yeah, I'll figure out something when I get there. On WTAM 1100. Do you have an idea for an invention or new product and don't know what to do next? Inventors, InventHelp can help you get started with your idea. Call 1-800-INVENTION or go to InventHelp.com. The Bloom Daddy Show on WTAM 1100. Baseball season right around the corner and baseball's got some major league problems. You've got only 7% of those under the age of 30 that say baseball is their favorite sport. That's behind football, basketball, something else, and soccer. The most dreaded sport on the planet, soccer. Why are young individuals not playing, not watching? Let's bring on the Dean, Greg Brenda, WTAM 1100 host. Greg, let's dive into it on a scale of 1 to 10, 10 being the worst, or actually the best, the best. Where would you rank Major League Baseball right now, and why do you think it gets that ranking? Uh, That's a great question. Um, I think for a myriad of reasons, I would put Major League Baseball at a 4 or a 5, Ops. Um, and and I think part of it is from what you said, uh, it has not engaged youth. Um, I'm not even sure. I mean, I think uh, there's still an, an older generation of fans who um, will watch the game. But when, uh, when we go, uh, you know, to another world, um, I don't know what their audience is going to be. I know they're looking at the, the, uh, the young people to – come and stand around and network and drink and and have the game in the background. Um, but I don't know um, um, if there's anything more uh, beyond that. Um, and I think the, the worst thing is that I don't think baseball is even remotely acknowledging the fact that they have a problem. And uh, uh, if that's the case, you know, 10 years from now, um, I don't know what kind of people are going to be in the stands watching uh, the game. I really don't. Um, and, and as you, I mean, we, we last night, I think Terry Pluto made a very good point. He said baseball has become hockey. It's become kind of regionalized. If you got a team in your town, um, you're probably somewhat interested. But if they're not good, probably not. But, you know, as we talked uh, last night, uh, when no one gives a, you know what, about the World Series, I think you have a significant issue there. And baseball, for some, I don't know, whatever reason it is, doesn't seem to really care. And that, to me, is uh, bizarre. I think uh, a lack of quality leadership um, is an issue. 
but the owners seem to be okay with the guy running the show. They gave him a contract extension. He says he'll retire in 2029. I mean, that for anybody is a lifetime. So um, I don't know how they fix the problem. I don't know if they even know how or even want to fix the problem. So we'll see where that takes it. They're all counting on Shohei Otani and the Dodgers to be in the World Series, and for them, that's enough. Well, I got news for you. I don't think uh, somebody in Milwaukee or um, literally anywhere else or Cincinnati or Cleveland or Pittsburgh uh, will really care that much if, if Shohei Otani and the L.A. Dodgers are in the World Series. I'm glad you brought up Otani because I asked somebody this question today, and they said maybe young people can't relate to the foreign explosion of Major League Baseball. You've got teams with majority Dominican players, Japanese players, Chinese. I mean, Otani doesn't even speak English. Do you think that's an issue with the younger generation? Um, I think to some degree it is. Um, but you know what, um, uh, Bloom Daddy, that, that, that now is um, where uh, a good part of Major League Baseball's talent is coming from. Um, it's coming from, you know, the uh, Central American, Puerto Rico, Dominican Republic, mm-hmm. Venezuela, uh, I mean, uh, and, and from Asia. Uh, that's where a lot of the talent, the, 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 the thing that should be frightening to the sport is that I think the number of black players playing is either, it's like 7 or 8% of all major leaguers. That should be a warning sign. I know they've gone into the inner city and they've tried to attract uh, the youth to play baseball. I think for the most part, it can't possibly be working. Um, uh, and, and I don't know if they'll ever get that youth back, to be honest about it. All right, Carpenter, I want to ask you a question when it comes to Major League Baseball. Where would you rank it, 1 to 10, 10 being the best right now? What do you think it's, is its biggest issue? I think its biggest issue is the fact it doesn't market itself. Um, it, Greg, when you were younger, obviously baseball was your favorite sport when you first realized what athletics was all about. It was mine, too, and it was Bloom Daddy's, and it remains that way for you guys today. But the marketing aspect is down in the dumper. Rob Manfred does not market the teams. I mean, you just look at the two most recent National League Most Valuable Players, okay, and Ronnie Acuna Jr. and Paul Goldschmidt. If I took an 8 by 11 picture of each in street clothes out on the street Mm -hmm. here at 668 Euclid, I bet you 10 out of 10 people couldn't identify Acuna and Goldie, and that's on Major League Baseball, is it not, Greg? Uh, absolutely. Uh, somebody made a point last night, um, and we had so many great guests. Um, you could put Tom Brady in a suit and walk him into um, uh, Giant Eagle in, in, in Fairview, and everyone would know who he is. Uh, if you put Mike Trout in a suit and walked him into Giant Eagle in Fairview, I don't think anybody would know who he is. You know, I was thinking about this, guys, because I saw, and I haven't really fully read the article about how the, um, you know, the collectible, the card industry is growing. And I think it is for, because I think it's now, um, uh, it's now a, 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 um, a hobby of very rich people who can afford it. Uh, you know, when we were kids, guys, we would go to the store and buy baseball cards, and we would look at their faces, and we would look at their pictures, well, that's not how baseball – well, they are to some degree, uh, but 
You know, Tops comes out with two series. They just came out with the first one now. Yep. They'll come out with the second one in late May and June. The cards, the packs are $3.79 a piece. I mean, what kid goes into um, a, a, a drug mart or whatever and says, I want 10 packs of baseball cards, and oh, by the way, it's going to cost you $40. Yeah. Who does that anymore? Well, uh, and, and again, I think for you guys can identify with me, you know, that's how we got to know these players yeah. as kids. Yep. I don't know how kids know these players today. Well, let's think about attention spans, Greg. Kids have short attention spans. They want instant gratification. First of all, the schedule's too long. They need to shorten it to 148 games or somewhere in there. Keeping kids' attention for the duration of a long season, it's too much. And strikeouts have become acceptable, which means less balls put in play, which means less action. You want to see some of the best athletes in the world flash their leather, flash their arm. But when guys are hitting 188, but they're hitting 40 home runs, you got no action. And kids aren't going to watch right. something with no action. You know, uh, I, I, I hearken that to when, um, you know, when we were starting to play baseball or we've had our children play baseball, uh, either sons or daughters, and in, in the early years, it's essentially you either strike out or you walk, and there really is no action, mm-hmm. and it's boring. I mean, yep. I'm so, I mean, it truly is yep. boring, and I think to and it's kind of uh, it's kind of transported itself to the major league level, where as you put it, point out, if you have no action in the field, and it's either you strike out or hit it over the fence, uh, that's all you get. Although, again. You know, being here in Cleveland, we'd like a few more guys to be able to hit the ball over the fence because we got literally nobody who can do that. Right. And and so you haven't even found the balance in our market with our organization to do what you need to do. And you're right, uh, the attention span is not there. Um, I I honestly think, and I agree with the what Carmen said about the whole marketing issue. Um, they they missed it. Uh, they um, they either took the sport for granted um, or whatever. But I mean, I don't know how you know. As as we were, in fact, I think it was the Dennis Maniloff and I were talking. I mean, we all know that there's a McDonald's literally on every corner. Yet McDonald's every day advertises. Yep. Because they want to keep reminding you that they're there. Baseball does the exact opposite. Yep. It reminds you, like, once the season's over with, it's over with. And, again, as you said, and I totally agree with you about the length of the season, playing the World Series in November is stupid. It's a joke. I mean, it's beyond Hey, Greg, I got to tell you, I got to pay some bills. Stay on with me because we're going to talk about how we're going to fix it, okay, when we come back. Okay. All right. Gre- I got you. Greg Brenda, WTAM 1100 host. We're going to come back with this. As I go to a break, I want you to think about something, the point that Greg and Carmen made. Mike Trout, best talent to come through Major League Baseball in five decades, has two million followers on social media. Odell Beckham Jr., overrated average wide receiver has 15 million that's a problem that should never be the case and after the first pitch of the season 
15 out of 30 Major League Baseball teams are eliminated because there needs to be a salary ceiling and a salary floor. If you're not going to spend some money, get the hell out of here and let somebody else own the team. Bloom Daddy back after this. Take advantage of this break. Cavaliers head to the break. You're going to need it. Now it'll be a sprint to the playoff. And we're underway in Goodyear. There's a lot of basketball still to be played. Home of the Cavs and Guardians. Buckle up, folks. Here we go again. WTAM 1100. Men suffering from erectile dysfunction or PE? Frustrated taking pills that don't work? Here's a message from... The Bloom Daddy Show on WTAM 1100. Talking about the current state of Major League Baseball, Greg Brenda, WTAM 1100 host, the Dean joining us. So we all agree that baseball's probably on a scale 1 to 10 right now, about a 4 or 5, and 5 might be giving it too much. We know that younger Americans are not tuning in. We all agree the, team, the, the, the game needs to market itself much better. So let's take that out of the equation because we are, that, that's a given. Greg, what else does Major League Baseball need to do to appeal to the younger audience? Well, I, I, you know what? Uh, I'm going to go back to, um, and I, I, I've been really giving it some thought. And I think what baseball needs are people, um, they, need, they need influencers. They need people who are in other lines of entertainment or work that young people can identify with, whether it be singers, pop stars, movie actors, who will promote the game as being cool. And I think that the more people you get who are known outside of the sports world who are willing to promote the game and say, you know what? Go see a baseball game. You know why? Because I'm going, and it's really cool to do it. And I think you need that now. It's similar to, you know, back. Uh, you so know, so wait a minute, Greg, Greg. Members. So wait a minute. So you're telling me we need to break up Travis Kelsey and Taylor Swift and hook up Taylor with Jose Ramirez? Absolutely. <laughs> I, mean, yeah. I, I, I mean, I think you need that kind. Um, guys, it, it's similar, and I'm older than you guys. Um you know, in the 60s, you know, cigarette advertising was a big deal. Mm-hmm. Stars, movie stars uh, promoted and sold cigarettes on TV. Uh, singers sold cigarettes on TV. You need those kinds of people, the young generation today, those, you know, uh, who are identifiable uh, in the entertainment world to help promote the game, as Taylor Swift helped. I mean, she didn't even help football. She just added to it. I mean, she was like the frosting on the cake. The NFL doesn't need any help, but she didn't certainly hurt it. She helped it even more. But baseball needs a shot of that. And and I, I think today the young generation wants stuff that's cool. Baseball by itself is not cool. It just isn't. So you need somebody to say, you know what? It's cool, and yeah. and and that to me is what what I don't understand. I don't know who Major League Baseball has hired in the last twenty or thirty years to market its product. Probably some Manhattan firm. But I'll tell you one thing: who's ever done it? You've stolen money, man. Yeah. You basically yep. have robbed the bank. 
because you haven't done a damn thing for the sport. That is for sure. Greg, thanks for jumping on here today. Oh, no problem. Anytime, man. Take right, it we'll, easy, We'll do all this right? again. Yes, absolutely. That is the Dean, Greg Brenda, WTAM 1100 host. To his point, Carmen, no reason Major League Baseball should not have had a commercial in the Super Bowl. You've got the biggest audience in the world. Promote your product. You tell me you can't spend seven million. Your Major League Baseball. Real quick, what would you do to fix it? Well, minus one. the marketing, we already know they got to market it better. Well, I mean, in an effort to reach out to younger kids or you know those younger generation, they they Major League Baseball and USA Baseball, the national governing body, they got to come together and they've got to promote the game. Whether it's having clinics in all the big league cities, say you know two or three times a year with big league stars. To but that's marketing. We no, are, we're, I know we're covering that. No, what I, else? Um, they've uh, they, they got to change the game. Well, the, the game. Kids want to see action, and we were talking about it earlier today. A three-two game between the old St. Louis Cardinals with Whitey Herzog and yeah. Jimmy LaFever's Cubs. It was three-two, but guess what? You're seeing you're seeing bunts laid down, hits, and you know hitting and running. I mean, it was a tremendous game back then. I think there's two things they need to do. Number one, three pitchers a game. That's it. Unless it's extra innings or unless somebody gets injured, three pitchers. That's it. Because of the delays in the action. Dude, it, it, it's, it's jamming the brakes on a game, pitching change after pitching change after pitching change. It's ridiculous. Make guys gut it out. You, you Make guys get that. out. I don't, you you got to look at them and go, do you want the big paydays? Or do you want to see declining paydays because nobody's watching? What do you want to do? You've got to limit three pitchers a game. That's it. And you've got to implement a ceiling and a floor when it comes to salaries. You can't have four teams or the, the only teams that can afford stars. The Dodgers, the Yankees, the Padres, maybe the Braves, and I'm probably missing one more. But you've got four teams that can only sign the best players. There are 15 teams out of 30, if not more, that after the first pitch is thrown on opening day are eliminated. So what kid's going to be interested when their team has no chance and it's not even... June, got to change it. You'll never see a salary cap. You will never. What, then baseball's going to implode. Well, you'll see contraction. You'll see teams go bye-bye. You'll see it go from 30 teams to maybe 22 teams. I think there's got to be a, a floor before there's a ceiling. Well, that makes perfect sense. you got to force people to spend money or get the hell out of ownership. Have at least $80 million in annual payroll, and I don't know what the top end would be, maybe two two fifty. They need to study kids. They need to study young adults. Young adults want that instant satisfaction they want action it also baseball requires knowledge and patience younger generations don't have that so you got to figure out a way to combat that i mean watch a kid he'll sit there for maybe 30 seconds and then check his phone and then look around if nothing's happening check his phone because he needs something some sort of stimulation baseball requires knowledge of the game it requires patience to play it to watch it and those are two things in society today that we're lacking in a lot of different areas, and that's knowledge and patience. And speaking of the instant gratification, how much are phones and social media playing into what we're seeing with the lack of younger people watching the game? I'll go to the phone lines. Ken and Medina, Green in Cleveland. I got another topic for you, too. We can mix them together, baseball and politics. Donald Trump revealing his vice president shortlist. Ron DeSantis, Tim Scott, Vivek Ramaswamy, Christy Nome. Byron Donalds, Tulsi Gabbard. Who do you think would be the best pick? 216-578-1100. Absolute Roofing Text Line 21095. You're listening to the Bloom Daddy Show. 
It's a Wednesday. Thanks for spending some time with me. I really do appreciate it. Sometimes dealing with home service contractors can be frustrating, and roofers are no exception. Whether it's missed appointments, no return phone calls, sloppy workmanship, and a general sense of indifference about helping you, frustrating hardly describes the experience. Hi, it's Bill Wills. I'm here to tell you, though, there is a roofer who cares not only about your roof, but also about you as well. That company is Victor's Home Solutions. Let me put it this way. If you design the perfect roofer, You'd make sure the follow-up was fast and friendly. You'd make sure the communication was clear and concise. And you would make sure installation was smooth, efficient, and clean. Victor's does all that and more. There are a lot of roofers in the Cleveland area, but there's only one that's going to give you five-star customer service and a perfectly installed roof. And that's Victor's Home Solutions. It all starts with a free 21-point roof inspection and estimate. Call 216-230-9083 or online, victors.com. From the heart of downtown, WTAM. The 50,000-watt lightning of WTAM 1100. Well, you better be, because here comes... Here comes a the Bloom Daddy Show. Been talking about what's wrong with Major League Baseball. Young Americans are not watching. As a matter of fact, you take a look at the numbers, they're staggering. Just 7% of those under the age of 30 say baseball's their favorite sport. That's fifth behind football, basketball, something else, which could be bull riding, cornhole, who knows, and soccer. And how do you fix it? I think there's a number of different fixes. What do we have from the opposite roofing text line, Carmen? Got three of them for you from the 440. Guys, don't put the World Series on television at 830 at night. And there's something to be said about that. Yeah, there is. When we were kids, they would broadcast them at 4 in the afternoon. And Greg had a great point with baseball cards. That's how I got to know every player. Those baseball cards, looking at them, unwrapping those packs with the bubble gum that usually ruined the best card in the damn pack. And just... You know, reading the names, looking at the pictures, that was the best marketing tool they had. Now you go buy a pack of baseball cards, one pack of baseball cards could be $12. Yeah. And then you buy a number, like a box, you're talking 140 to $350. Yep. Well, the baseball cards were big, obviously, but also when we were kids, there was a show called This Week in Baseball, 11 o'clock every Saturday morning. Mel Allen. I couldn't wait. Mm-hmm. And also, the baseball bunch with Johnny Bench. Yep. You know, they need ancillary programming like that to bring in some of the younger. Okay. From the 440, I don't advise this, but the texter writes, let them juice again. Do you no. remember? No, I know, but do you? Well, you're totally against it, but those numbers. What's cheating? I know it's cheating. I know it's. So cheating. How can anybody not be against cheating? But do you remember when all that was going on with McGuire and Sosa? Yeah. Networks would break in for their ABs. I know, and everybody knew that they were juicing. And then finally, this is a bit humorous, but from the three three zero, MLB needs to become the Savannah Bananas. Yeah, I wouldn't. I wouldn't. You couldn't give me a ticket to go see the Savannah Bananas. There, there's nothing about baseball that I find comical like that. I'd rather just go watch a game. And I know for a lot of people, they love the Savannah, Savannah Bananas. You'll never see me at a Savannah Bananas game. Yeah. I, I want to watch baseball. Nope. And I think managers uh, have a lot of 
guilt or um, culpability in this too because they don't manage the game like it used to be managed. You got guys on first and second in the seventh inning. You're down a run. You bunt. You bunt. Not, Not these guys. Run it's three-run home run. Yeah. Three-run home run. Three-run. They've just taken away a lot of the exciting things in the game. And moving runners over sometimes can be an exciting thing. Let's get into our top headlines. What's going on here? What is happening? What the hell is happening? What's happening now? Let's take a look at what's going on. These are the top headlines. I'm going to go right back to the phone lines on this baseball topic, but I want to throw a couple things at you first. You got 65-year-old George Zadok Jr. He's charged with felonious assault for the shooting of his grandson. Ten-year-old grandson. Have no idea why this happened. This is in the old Brooklyn neighborhood. The kid's in stable condition. What would prompt you to ever shoot your 10-year-old grandson? I'm hoping this was an accident, and I never want to see anybody shot, even by accident. But to think that a grandfather could shoot his 10-year-old on purpose is unfathomable to me. Go to Akron. Police have arrested a driver who was, um, let's just put it to you this way. If the drug dogs are called out to search this guy's car, he's failing miserably. He was pulled over for an equipment violation, 700 block of Russell Avenue. What did they find? 60 grams of fentanyl in the center console. So that prompted them to go, well, we probably should search the car. Great idea. Over 1,000 grams of meth, 200 oxycodone pills, 19 grams of crack cocaine. To say the least, this 23-year-old guy is going to be going behind bars very, very quickly. And Donald Trump has revealed his shortlist when it comes to his VP candidates. Ron DeSantis, Tim Scott. Vivek Ramaswamy, Christy Nome, Byron Donalds, Tulsi Gabbard. Going to be talking about this one in a little bit because I think there's four groups of voters out there that Trump has got to appeal to to win the general election. He doesn't have to get all four, but I think he's got to get two out of four. Independents, women, Gen Z, minorities. Trump's got men wrapped up, and he's got 32% of his base wrapped up. But he's got to get two of those four, whether it's independents and Gen Zers, women and minorities, minorities and independents. He's got to get two, and that's usually where the VP comes in. And back to baseball. If I were to rank Major League Baseball right now on a scale of 1 to 10, I would say it's a 3. As a matter of fact, and I mean this, and I'm a baseball guy, my whole life, baseball. If it weren't for this job and me having to cover the Guardians and being over there, and getting to meet people with the Guardians franchise and, and, and having some personal connections, I don't know how much I'd watch because I can't stand the game. I can't stand the way the game is played. It's not the baseball I grew up with. It's not the baseball that I love. And I think it's disgusting when you've got leadoff batters hitting under 200 with 40 home runs. That's what's wrong with the game. And if you want to appeal to young kids, you're talking about short attention spans. When we're talking about 7-year-olds, 10-year-olds, 12-year-olds, 18-year-olds. So what do they want to see? They want to see action, and they don't want to see stoppages in play. Baseball's got a problem because you've got five pitching changes on average per game. Ridiculous. Ridiculous. All that does is slam the brakes on a game over and over and over. It, it kills the flow. It kills the vibe. Limit it. Three pitchers a game, that's it. That's it. The other thing is, they want to see action. Well, when strikeouts have become acceptable, when all guys are trying to do is hit home runs, and you got a bunch of guys on the mound who don't pitch, they just throw 98 to 102 miles an hour, what are you going to have? You're not going to have a lot of action. you got a lot of strikeouts. 
The best hit in baseball to me is a lefty hitting a line drive over shortstop or a righty hitting a line drive over second base. I'd rather see that than five home runs in a game. I would. But I'm a purist. I like the way the game was played. You got to put the ball in play. Kids want to see action. They want to see some of the best gloves out there. They want to see Jimenez get six opportunities or Jose at third get six to seven opportunities at third to show off his arm, to dive, to make some great plays with the leather. You don't get to see it. What do you see? You see a guy get up there, take two swings, sit down. You see a guy on the mound, six foot six, throwing 101. No salve, no, no, no finesse, no pitching. And there's too many damn games. 162 game season is a drag. Let's go to Mike in Tusky County. 216 578 1100. Mike, where would you rank Major League Baseball on a scale of 1 to 10 right now? Oh, you know, I, I definitely think it's uh, gone right around three or four. And, uh, you know, I, I love baseball because it has no time clock. That's the reason why. But I, and here's my two cents of it, okay? You know, back in before 1994, 1995, okay, you know, you didn't have these cable networks like WTBS, yes, you know, the Chicago stuff, okay? I contend the reason why it has lots of popularity is because you don't have stars in, on, on every team, okay? Now, now listen to me what I'm trying to tell you, tell everybody out there, okay? What the, is it the New York Yankees, the Atlanta Braves, or the Chicago Cubs, or the Los Angeles Dodgers that are, are the product? No, the product is baseball. How many teams does it take to produce a baseball game? Two, okay? That means all revenue and all costs of all games need to be divided equally, okay? Now, the hypocritical nature of baseball and their organization is, and let me explain, is that they won't divide revenue equally amongst all teams and all cable networks, but they will divide all their major league apparel. So that means if the Indians are doing so well, they got to divide all their major league apparel uh, sales to every other team equally. Okay, so how hypocritical is that, Bloom Daddy? Well, there is revenue sharing in Major League Baseball, as you know. It it goes by percentage. If you're the Yankees and you've you've got you're making two hundred million, I'm just using that figure, two hundred million in TV revenue, and the Guardians are making two million in TV revenue, you're going, Why the hell should I have to give them the vast majority of my money? So they get a smaller percentage. But to your point, there needs to be a salary ceiling and a salary floor in Major League Baseball, specifically a floor. Teams need to have to spend a certain amount of money to be competitive. And if the owners don't want to do that, sell the team, get the hell out of Dodge, and get somebody in here, Mike, who's willing to spend some money. Thanks for the call. Let's go to Mike in Middlefield, 216-578-1100. Mike? Dave, how you doing, Good. buddy? I'm uh, almost 84. A couple of months, I'll be 84. I played for the Cardinals in 63 and 64. Greg was on there. Uh, I talked to Greg on Saturdays. Mm -hmm. I'll tell you my number one reason why baseball is going to the <laughs> wherever they're going. No exposure. No free TV. The yeah. kids. Greg mentioned the uh, inner city. Are you kidding me? You think they got cable? I'm over here in East Clarendon. And uh, <laughs> I've got dish. I haven't seen an Indians game in three years. They won't. They won't carry it. Yeah. Because Sinclair Group are greedy, and they Dish refuses to charge us more money. 
And I could go to DirecTV. I, I've had them in the past, but back in the day, they were good. But when AT&T bought them, <laughs> end of the story. They're, they're well, bad news. Yeah, Mike, to your point, every game should be available these days. I mean, there's no reason we should have blackouts in 2024. I'm pretty oh. sure you can get the Major League Baseball Network package, and you still can't get every game. It's, it. it's ridiculous. Mike, thanks yeah. for the call. I'll go back to the phone lines. Kevin and Avon, Matt and Westlake, Josh and Elyria, Ken and Medina, Parkman. I'll hit them all. 216-578-1100. We've got more texts. Carmen's got those. Absolute Roofing text line 21095. The Absolute Roofing text window is open. You guys know it's winter, right? What, no one cares? Come on. Text the show at 21095. If your joints are screaming at you when you get up in the morning or you deal with nagging pain throughout your day, if either's the case, pick up the phone right now. The Bloom Daddy Show on WTAM 1100. Politics left, right, center, 506. The Republican, Pastor James Davis. The Democrat, Mary Springowski, filling in for Mike Polensic, who had some other business to do today. We've got some very good topics. It's going to be at 506. Right now, we're talking about Major League Baseball and the fact that those under the age of 30 are not watching. They're not interested, and baseball's got a major problem. So how do you fix it? Obviously, marketing. When, when Mike Trout, the face of Major League Baseball, only has 2 million followers on social media, and Odell Beckham Jr., who is an average wide receiver in the NFL, has 15 million, you got a problem. The marketing of Major League Baseball stars is terrible. No reason Major League Baseball should not have bought a commercial during the, the Super Bowl. Strikeouts, the way the game is played, it's boring. It's boring. There's too much non-action. That three-run home run, that's great. But if the next three innings are strikeout, 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 who the hell wants to watch that? Too many pitching changes, too many games. And after that first pitch, like I said, 15 out of 30 teams have no chance of a postseason berth. So how many kids are going to get excited about that? Let's run down through the phone line. Start with Ken and Medina, 216-578-1100. Ken, what do you think? Hey, uh, Bloom Daddy, while you're mixing top- topics there, I'd just uh, pick uh, Christy Nome, I think. But uh, anyway, well, hold on, on, hold topic. on, hold on, hold on. Before you go yeah. to baseball, why Christy? Okay. Why Christy Nome is Trump's VP? Um, first of all, he turns off a lot of females because, he. he right. I mean, he's calling... You know, another female bird brain, right? Yeah, yeah. My wife just cringes, you know, <laughs> and I, I get it, you know. Mm-hmm. She likes his policies but can't stand the guy. So why not um, Why not uh, Tulsi Gabbard over Christy Nome? Um, because uh, Christy Nome, she stood fast during uh, COVID. Okay. And, and I, That's I think a good she one. Stood up to the, yeah, stood up to the federal government. Okay, you know, let's jump over to baseball, Ken. How do how do we fix baseball to get younger viewers? Well, I don't know, but you guys opened up a uh, Pandora's box here because I think what you're doing is, um, as a baseball fan, you know, for years, this is what I've been thinking about, but I've never really talked about it, you know. And my kids, born from 1988 to 2000, uh, four boys, they're all adults, went from baseball to football to soccer. Mm-hmm. You know, so I watched that progression. The most exciting time for them was during the Sosa McGuire time mm-hmm. when it was all long ball. 
Okay. Yeah. Then when that was over, I don't know. We, we still watch the games. We're still fans. Um, but I think base running and defense, if we can somehow get that, you know, that excitement back about the base running and the defense again, I think that will go a long way. And I, I do have an opinion on the the major league baseball there. I think they're trying to address this, maybe not enough, but when they shorten the game, I mean, put a time clock on the pitchers. I like that mm-hmm. a lot. Um, it moves the game along, you know, pretty well. I really like your thought about the three pitchers. That would be awesome. You know, I'd hate to be that third pitcher. <laughs> you know, it's just but, you know all I, these pitch, pitching changes can destroy the flow of the game. I can't stand well, it. I, I get that. You know, I get that. So, um, but, but I I have a question too. Yeah. Um, that I'll hang up, and I'd like to hear uh, your opinion and your listeners' opinion. When the Indians changed their name to the Guardians, mm-hmm. were they being like? Were they trying to? Um, and you know, I got a Chief Wahoo on my garage, and I got a Guardians. So hey, whatever the team wants to do, they're going to do. But did they have the foresight? Were they risking the loyalty of longtime fan, uh, fans? to gain the loyalty of future fans because the younger people are so sensitive to being, you know, offensive and all yeah. that kind of stuff. No, I, I, think, a good... I think they just bowed to pressure, political correctness. That was it. Well, I, yeah, I get that. But I don't know. Was it a good move? Will time tell? I don't know. I, I think that's up to the individual, to be honest with you. It's, it's still baseball at the end of the day. I'm sure it turns some people off. I'm sure it didn't turn others off. But... That, that's one that time will tell, Ken. Thanks for your call. I think that was a very, very good call. Now, to his point, and Carmen, you brought this up. Sammy Sosa, when he hit those, how many home runs did he hit in 98? What was it? 67? What did he hit? Do you remember? His average. No, no, don't look it up. Just tell me. Take a guess. What uh, did he hit? 245. He hit 308. Oh, he did? This is my point. There's a big difference between 67 home runs and a 308 average and 44 home runs and a 188 average by Kyle Schwarber. He was still putting balls in play. Yes. And and that's the point. I like I'm okay with home runs, but I want to see some singles and doubles. I don't want to go 3 innings and out of uh, you know, let's say 20 batters, 15 of them strike out, 2 of them pop out and 3 hit weak ground balls. Nobody's going to watch that, especially not a 10-year-old. I'll go right back through the phone lines when I get back. Bloom Daddy out. Highs. Stakes are getting higher. Lows. To lower costs. We need a new president. Everything happening in between. It's life. What's happening in our country today? Heard every day. Turn on the news. WTAM 1100. Hey, Carmen Angelo here for Grandview Homes. Grandview Homes has been buying homes directly from sellers dating all the way back to 2009. Never let it go. The Bloom Daddy Show on WTAM 1100. I want to make a, give a big shout out to Olmstead Falls Mayor Jim Graven and Police Chief Otis Rogers. They showed me around today at a great late morning, early afternoon in Olmstead Falls. Got a complete tour of the town, other quaint spots. Beautiful. I mean, it's a, it's a beautiful town. Talk to Dave Grace a little bit. They're putting in a Gunselman's Steakhouse. Of course, I've been to Gunselman's in Fairview. Had a great burger there. Watch some police training and simulations, which, Carmen, we're going to go within the next two weeks because it's a different type of police simulator than, than I've had. It'll be my fourth. This will be your second. It should be very, very interesting. 
I watched that police training simulations, had lunch at Gibbs Butcher and Brews, chicken cob salad, and the appetizer was the one-pound bacon flight. It's like four skewers of bacon, different types, maple syrup, and some sort of a um, dipping sauce that I would say is like a Southwestern, I think. Okay. And the bacon had to be eight to nine inches long, thick. It was it was unbelievable. My cholesterol didn't like it, but I did. You know what? I am a current day keto guido, so I'm all in on that. No carbs. <laughs> Let's go. I just want to say I had a great time. And, and I'll tell you what, the mayor, the mayor's office reached out to me and just said, hey, we'd love to show you Olmstead Falls. Love to have you over here. They reached out. They wanted me to come on Veterans Day. And I've always got I'm at a, a tournament with my son with baseball or whatever. But I went over there and just had a great time. So, Jim, thank you. Otis, thank you. And if you ever want you know me to come out and see your town, I'll come. I've got, look, until this show happens, I, you know, I roll around the city here and I do things. But I'm always looking for something to do all over Northeast Ohio. Just email me, bloomdaddy at iheartmedia.com. Just make sure you're not a serial killer and you don't want to beat me up, and we're, we're good. We're talking about baseball and Trump's VP picks, so we're kind of all over the place as far as how can baseball appeal to young adults because they're not tuning in. The stats are showing this. Carmen, what do we have on the absolute roofing, absolute roofing text line, easy for me to say, about both topics? Well, as far as uh, the president or Trump's VP picks, got a lot of support for not only Byron Donalds, but also Tulsi Gabbard and Christine Oman. We were talking briefly about Byron Donalds. I don't really mm-hmm. know much about I him. I just went blank when I saw the last name Donalds. I know who Byron is. And I and I think he's he's a very staunch Republican. He's outspoken. I think the guy's good. He's got, he's got juice. I mean, he's got some juice. And from the 845 regarding baseball, Bloom Daddy, baseball is going down because young Americans don't have the focus like they used to have. And in order to really appreciate baseball, you have to be focused and patient. We addressed that briefly earlier. Here's the other thing. And I, and I know people love soccer. I don't. And if you love soccer, that's great. I hate it. But soccer, a kid can go out there, kick a ball around for two hours, and go home and feel like they're great. Baseball, you can't do that. Mm -hmm. You go for four or three strikeouts, you stink. I mean, there's no other way to put it. And and, and so, baseball's a very tough sport. A lot of kids these days don't want tough. They want easy. Real easy to go kick a ball around. Real easy to go shoot a basketball and Miss 20 shots, but if you make three and you make a couple foul shots, you score 11 points, you think you're a gamer. In baseball, you either hit it or you don't. You either throw it over or you don't. You either catch it or you don't. That sport has more failure than any other sport out there. So a lot of kids aren't wanting to play it because it's tough. Let's go to Akron, 216-578-1100. Enrique, how you doing? Good. How are you, Bloom Daddy? I'm good. Give me your opinion on this. Well, I just was thinking back to when I was a kid in Canton, we always went up there. They'd load up all the buses from the Canton Mighty Mites, and we'd go up there and have a parade around the field, and they really catered to the kids. And you don't see that anymore. You don't see any of the my, or the uh, you know little league teams up there. You used to have an A on your report card. You'd get a discount on a the ticket. They really catered to the kids. And all the players, they were diplomats of the game. Hank Aaron. Buddy Bell, you sent a card in and asked for an autograph with a self-addressed stamped envelope, chances were they're going to send it back. And just, I know my son, when he was about 12 or 14, he went to see a game, and uh, they played the Angels, and they had the Angels no-hit the Indians. And he may, he was all excited. He had his tickets, and he sent them away to the Angels and said, hey, will you autograph this and keep one for yourself? Never heard from him again. So, I just think they kind of, uh, as your screener said, it's me, me, me attitude. 
Yeah, and to your point, Enrique, I, you know, I, I put that under the umbrella of marketing. The game right. needs to market itself much better. That way that you're talking about, commercials on TV, really putting their superstars out there, they do a terrible job of it. Yeah, 100% right. Yeah, absolutely. Okay, that's a beautiful ballpark. Downtown there is an awesome area. I mean, I think you guys got a gem there. Yeah, it's a well-kept secret, and uh, I'm in sales, and part of my territory, I go down to Morgantown, and they've got a hell of a stadium there, too. It's fun to walk across the street from the hotel and yep. see those uh, college games, too. So there's a lot of options to the you know, compared to the Guardians out there. No doubt. Enrique, thanks for the call, man. Let's go to Jerry in Elyria, 216-578-1100. Jerry, tell me what's, what's going through your mind. Okay, so I was born in 43, and um, we lived a few blocks in Lee Park, which is where the Indians played before. Jerry, we got a lot of noise behind you. I got to let you go, Jerry. I'm sorry. A lot of noise behind you. Jerry, if you want to call back, go ahead and do that. Let's go to Kevin in Akron, 216-578-1100. Kevin, how you doing? Good, you? Good. So, uh, I like your idea about the floor and the ceiling on salaries. Here's, I'm going to ask you a question. What is the single most uh, important viewing ha uh, subject of any sport? Let's say football. Okay. What do people watch the most? The draft. Yes, correct? yes. So, here's my idea. Make, and it'll never happen, but you could certainly tell, uh, you could ask the, uh, the 32 teams in baseball, there's the haves and the have-nots, the, the teams that have ultra-mega revenue sources and uh, revenue streams. Let's, let's say that's 10 or 12 teams that rank in there. Yeah. You have the, you have, you have the rest of the league then leverage and say, okay, we're not, we're not going to participate in this arrangement anymore where you know, a, a team can have a, a $600 million salary versus somebody like the Guardians that has a, a $90 million team salary. So you make everybody a contract employer, employee, employee of Major League Baseball. And then every year, based on reverse order of standings, you have a dispersal draft of the existing players on each roster. So let's say the Guardians finished dead last. And we had the chance to pick any star on any team in baseball. Wouldn't that be exciting? No. That'll never work, Kevin. Thanks for the call. And he just made my head spin. That was just too in-depth. I wasn't ready for that. Show no, is that, not coming yeah, to the Pittsburgh Pirates. That's not going to happen. Let's go to Josh and Illyria. Josh, how can Major League Baseball appear to younger younger people? Well, I'm, I skew higher in this. So I'm, I'm 39, right? Mm -hmm. But Let's 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 do some simple math here for a second. The cheap seats at Progressive Field are somewhere between twenty five and fifty bucks, depending on the game, right? I I, I would assume. I don't know. Yeah. Okay. I'm going to go so with what you're you've telling got me. Assuming you a family of four. Okay. Assuming you assuming you got a family of four, that's between eighty and hundred bucks there. Okay. Then you're paying five bucks for a hot dog, somewhere between five and nine for a for a soda, depending on what you get. Mm -hmm. You got to go across the whole family there. You're paying thirty bucks in parking downtown, and who knows if your wheels are going to be there when you get back. <laughs> um, but you know, you're dropping 
two or three hundred bucks at the ballpark before you know about it. And but for that same for that same cost, a hundred bucks ahead, I can get a season pass at Cedar Point and take my family there whenever I want. The economy, yeah, of it, yeah, the economical aspect of it is tough. I will say this: the Guardians do a lot of cheap seat nights, giveaways. They 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 try to, I think, help families out with what you're talking about. But I yeah, get but it. I mean, I mean, it's expensive. There's no way around it. It's expensive. Well, yeah, but that's the thing, though, is we're the we're the we're one of the cheaper ballparks in all of baseball. Right. You right. know, put that in New York with the Yankees. Forget about it. Oh, not a chance. Yeah, not a chance. Yeah. Josh, thanks for the call. What did you want to say, Carmen? And the Guardians, they're offering, and they have offered the past couple of seasons, those $49 a month ballpark district yeah. deals where yep. you can see every home game for just $49. I think they do a good job trying to make everything economical Absolutely. for families to come to a ballpark. You take a look at some of these other teams, though, with the payrolls where they are, they're passing it on one way or another. Yep. You know, these owners aren't eating no salaries. They're passing them on. To everybody that comes through that turnstile. You got that right. Let's get some traffic and weather, and I'll get back to it. From the Elk and Elk Traffic Center, if an auto accident caused you injury, call 1-800-ELK-OHIO. A crash, Lorraine Road at Cook. You have slow traffic 90 west between Lakeside Avenue and Chester. Slow traffic opportunity corridor west between East 93rd and Kinsman. And fallen power cables Route 20 between Antioch and Call Road. This report is sponsored by Verdict with Ted Cruz. I'm Ben Ferguson. And I'm Ted Cruz. Biden is furious, lashing out at DOJ and demanding that they throw Trump in jail. Plus, a detailed break down the Colorado Supreme Court argument. Hear it all. Download Verdict with Ted Cruz wherever you get your podcasts. Mike Ross, WTAM traffic on 1100 AM and 106.9 FM. Overnight rain will start about 3 AM. Overnight low 43. Rain tomorrow. The Bloom Daddy Show on WTAM 1100. Let's see if anybody's going to go see the Cavs and the Celtics for free. On me, Tuesday, March 5th, 7 o'clock, Rocket Mortgage Fieldhouse. If you listened on the iHeartRadio app, if you hit that talkback button, and if you left this message, well, you're going to go see the game. Bloom Daddy, this here's Trucker Ed calling about those Cavs tickets. I love to take my daughter to go see the Cavs and the Celtics. Her birthday's on March 8th. She'll be turning 18. She's never been to a Cavs game, nor have I. I think it would be a great thing, and I appreciate it if you could help me out. Thank you. All right, Trucker Ed, do it. Call right now, 216-578-1100, and claim your tickets. Come on, Trucker Ed. Make that 18-year-old daughter proud. 216-578-1100. Stosh in Parma Heights, 216-578-1100. Stosh, what do you think about Major League Baseball currently? Uh, they're in a tough place, but I got two ideas I like to pitch. One you guys sort of already hit on with baseball cards. Make them cheap, make them available. But in addition to that, put QR codes on those cards that kids can scan with their phones, take them to a website that shows them highlighting videos, more additional bio stuff, things beyond the text that's on the back of the card. It's a great idea. No, no, it's a great idea, but you got to make them, like you said, you got to make them cheaper because baseball card collecting is not a kid's game anymore. It's a, it's a rich guy's game, unfortunately. Yeah, exactly. And then the other idea is, I see this in other sports, but I don't see it in baseball. And this sort of, I think, goes back to why we have the guys being flamethrowers and hitting home runs. We have home run derby at the All-Star break. Let's add skills competitions. There are guys that are freaks with their arms. And I'm not talking throwing hard. Mm-hmm. I'm talking accuracy. I want to see somebody knock a can off a shelf from 90 feet. I want to see infield drills where, you know, 
Someone's lined up behind second base, ball gets popped out. They got to make a throw across a diamond. Or you've seen uh, in Korea, they do bunning skills mm-hmm. or doing directional hitting in addition to to sort of incentivize kids that you see the videos on, that go viral where they're shooting basketballs or throwing footballs. I don't see one where they're throwing baseballs or hitting them. I think that would be a massive, uh, you know, push to get interest. Look, Stash, I've said this on here. Maybe you've heard me say it. Whenever I do a Guardians game, whenever I do this show before a game, I get over to Progressive Field. Carmen, what do we get over there? About 215? Yeah, 215. Okay, for a 705 game or whatever. I get to see things that the norm, normal fan does not get to see. I get to see these guys come out there and work on hitting oppo. I get to see these guys go through their own specific little drills, and it's riveting. It's fascinating. So to your point, if you could apply that, what I'm getting to see four hours before a game or three hours before a game for everybody to see, all of a sudden if you've got a competition for right-handed hitters, they've got to hit a line drive and hit a target sitting uh, where the second baseman usually plays. How many out of ten pitches can they take oppo and hit that target or, or get in that area? That's something that I would watch. I would watch that. Or throws from the outfield, you got to break a plate. You know, so I would watch that. So I mean, I think you've got some great ideas in there. Let's go to Joe in Cleveland. Two one six five seven eight eleven hundred. Joe, what's on your mind? Hi, uh, a couple uh, quick comments. I might add a third. I'll try and make it quick. The first one in the seventies, we had this city base. It was called Class F, Class F Baseball. I don't know if you know that on sixty six, and it kept kids off the street. Uh, you didn't pay a dime. They supplied the shirts, you can wear jeans or whatever. Uh, I caught and stuff, uh, unfortunately, because uh, I was a big kid. Uh, secondly, uh, everybody talks about Clemente's arms. You know Rocky Calavito, uh w- threw a ball 500 feet from home plate into the bleachers? And third, I think they need to restructure the pay thing. If you're a lousy broadcaster and you start making all kinds of mistakes, or if you're a lousy politician, you get voted off, well, with baseball or any sports, if you have a bad year, year you should give back a hundred thousand dollars. All these guys are making only the top ten percent deserve the big millions. These other guys, if you're average in anything in the uh, in the uh, real world, you're not going to make any close to that. And you slip up, make a lot of lots of mistakes, you'll either uh, get laid off or they'll fire you. Yeah, I'll hang out. Thanks. All right, Joe. Thanks. I mean, that, that last idea is ridiculous because it's the hardest game in the world to play and there's so many variables that are not under your control you 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 could hit 220 you you could go 0 for 15 with 14 line drives right at guys Mm -hmm. you know i mean and there's no way anybody would ever agree to giving money back based on performance and then what else did he throw in there there was something else i wanted to comment on that he said um he hit on so many different things, and I'm trying to, I try to remember what he said about doing this or that. I, I can't remember. There was one other point I wanted to make, but nobody's ever given given back any. Oh, oh, Rocky Colavito, oh, not yeah. a chance in hell. He threw a ball 500 feet. Yeah, that's, there's not a chance in hell. Yes. That, there's not a human being on this earth. Then. Now, 100 years from now, that can throw a baseball 500 feet. Not even Trevor Bauer. Not even. Close. Yes. Three hundred feet is the length of a football field. So you're t- you're telling me, you know, you're putting another what half, three quarters of a foot. Not a chance. Not a human being alive. Yeah. I'm just telling you right now. Speaking about performance and being paid on it, I mean, Mark Belanger was he worth every penny he made? I mean, he yeah, he's one of the best gloves in baseball. If you take a look at 
How many runs he saved for the Orioles playing shortstop? Compared Hell to his yes. 2 career average? Yes. Absolutely. Yes. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, there's just so many different variables. It's a great conversation to have, though, and we could continue having it. I'll tell you what. If you want to hang around, we could get back into baseball in this talk in the 6 o'clock hour. But you know what's coming up next. It's politics left, right, center. One of the top topics going to be Trump revealing his VP shortlist. DeSantis, Scott, Ramaswamy, Noam, Donalds, Gabbard. We're going to see what the political pundits think would be his best choice for vice president. That's just one of many topics coming your way. The Bloom Daddy Show on WTAM, eight eleven hundred. Temper. He's raw. He's original. And he's all yours, Cleveland. Like it or not, he's Bloom Daddy. And he's as real as it gets. Cleveland, pull up, pull up, pull up from the land. And y'all know that. Y'all never should have let me go back. Even when I didn't have no black, I was caught signing the Cavaliers throwback. Pull up from the land. Congratulations to my man, Edward Bost of Medina. He's going to be going to see the Celtics and the Cavs game. He listened on the iHeartRadio app, hit that talk back button, left that message that we played right before the hour. He's going to take his 18-year-old daughter. So, Edward, thanks for listening to the show and enjoy your time. Trey, you know what time it is. This is about politics. The liberal left. The far right. The genuine center. This is politics. Politics. Left. Left. Right. Right. Center. Center. Republican Pastor James Davis made it in without Carmen getting assaulted outside our studios. It's a miracle. Hey, if there isn't any video, it didn't happen. Mary's already jumping into the conversation. She's ready to go. You better be ready, Pastor. Mary Springowski, pinch hitting the Democrat. Everybody ready for Mary Springowski. I saw you on television. There was something going on, and I saw you sitting in the chair. We don't even want to go there. She's famous. She's famous. You know, but I'm just going to give you a a warning. I've had a lot of caffeine today. (laughs) All right, let's go off topic. Because you love it so much. Sure. Trump Trump revealing his VP shortlist. Ron DeSantis, Tim Scott, Vivek Ramaswamy, Christy Nome, Byron Donalds, Tulsi Gabbard. Pastor, I'm going to have you go first since you're the Republican in the House. Mm Mm-hmm. You want your VP to appeal to certain voters that maybe you don't appeal to, okay? Trump has men, and he's got his base at 32%. Mm -hmm. I think there's four groups out there that he's trying to appeal to, and I'm thinking he's got to get two out of four. You could disagree if you want. Independence, women, Gen Z, which, you know, talking about that 26-year-old vote in minorities. Out of DeSantis, Scott, Ramaswamy, Noam, Donalds, and Gabbard, who would you recommend he choose, and why? Okay, I'll step aside my personal opinion of who I want because mm-hmm. I want Christy Nome just because she's a freedom person. I want to hear America first. I want to hear drill, baby, drill. I want to hear closed borders. I want to hear all that stuff. But if you're going to grab Gen Z, sad to say it, you got to get Vivek in there. I think people want young. They want fresh. They want a little bit on the edge. Um, he's an America first kid. Uh, you know, when you start talking about Tim Scott, I know you're ready to climb back up on that, you know, your man crush uh, with him. Um, <laughs> taking shots at me, you're supposed to be taking shots but, at her. But, um, <laughs> you know, I got to take a small <laughs> shot at you with him being there. But I don't know if he grabs the suburban woman in that whole bit. I don't know if he grabs minorities. Byron would help to grab minorities because he's more, you know, uh, palatable to the black community, I should say. But, uh, again, Vivek or, or Christian Nome for me. All right. You're a Democrat. 
Mary, uh, but I'm going to agree on the the Christy Nome because you want the female aspect of it, and but she's got some problems possibly with her personal life. Um, Vivek, you're going to have two obnoxious characters there, but he is from Ohio, so that's your breadbasket people. Um, I really haven't thought about it because I don't think he's going to be the candidate. I do not. I think something is going to happen last minute, and that he is not going to be the candidate. Mary, you're stealing my thunder. You know how this works. <laughs> Stay the topic. I'm just saying. <laughs> so, since Mary segued us already, I'm going to start with you. And Mary, you, I, I got your question in in the wings. Is there a chance in your mind, Republican Pastor James Davis, that Donald Trump is not the nominee? You know, you've got you you, you have. Um, Oh, I just went blank. Well, see, the wheels are coming off some of these cases. So, you know, and then some of them... Nikki will, Haley. Will stick, yeah, okay, yeah, you so, have Nikki Haley saying right. she's not going anywhere. It doesn't matter what happens in South Carolina. She's not going anywhere. Right. She's saying 70% of Americans, according to polls, don't want either Biden or Trump. Exactly. Both these guys are old. Let's not kid ourselves. The Grim Reaper could swoop in at any time with either one of these that guys. Too. So why should she bow out? Why would she bow out? She's like John Kasich that, that stuck around. But at least John won Ohio, right? Um, she can't even win her own state. So she's going to hang around, I think, in the hopes of she's probably in the back of her mind, hoping that something happens. Some case locks him in jail or or and listen, we're not beyond assassination attempt with this president because they are thrown everything at him other than brass in his forehead. And um, and so you may say that sounds like hyperbole and craziness and madness, but that's the mad, crazy world that we live in. That can happen. Like you said, the Green Reaper can show up. Anything can happen at the last minute to come against him. So she's going to hang around so that, oh, guess what, guys? You got to throw all the delegates to me. Mary, on the flip side, do you think Joe Biden will be the Democratic nominee? Um, He will be the presumptive nominee, but I don't think he will make it to the general election on the ballot. And you have to remember something in Ohio, at least. We have something called the sore loser law. And so if whoever would be on that ballot against him at that point, because they would have lost their primary election, they would not be able to be named to the ballot for the general election. And believe me, I know this one well. And, you know, it's a, not exactly how it was intended, but it was intended so that you couldn't go and run as an independent after you lost a primary. Okay. But and I just feel so that you think the Democratic Party will push him out. Um. I think that there is a very strong possibility that he will recuse himself from this and step down due to possible health concerns or some other reasons. On his own or pressured to do that? Is there a difference? <laughs> okay. Pastor, let me ask you. Do you think that happens within the Democratic Party? I, it seems like they're doing it now. They're letting more things get into the uh, other side of the media that's outside of right wing and underground and, and that with the cases and some of the things that have been hid, so to speak, with all the Hunter Biden stuff and, and his money uh, stuff with China and all that. You're starting to hear a little bit of it in the CNNs and the MSNBCs. And so when you start to hear that kind of stuff, it means that the CIA is on board now with tanking him and... Um, and uh, he may or may not be the guy that uh, that they try to get across the finish line because it looks like he's going to lose. Democrat Mary Springowski, why do you think Trump won't be the nominee? Um, pretty much for the same things with. Um, you think all the court cases? Not only the court cases and everything like that. It's got to take a tremendous toll on his health. And he's had a couple stumbles and everything like that. And I just think that something is going to happen. I don't think he's, there's going to be an assassination attempt to that because you don't want to go and warning to everybody out there. Don't give them a martyr to the, their cause. But I just don't see this going forward. 
that something will happen that he will not be. That's just my opinion. Pastor, you really think that? You think there, there's no way he's bowing out? No, he that's not happening. That ain't happening. And there's nobody within the Republican Party that, that's going to tell him to bow out that he's going to listen to. So it would have to be some sort of act of God, you would think. Supreme Court. And or, think, well, and or we could be at full-blown war. And, and I don't want to steal the thunder off of, you know, uh, one of the questions that you've given us today. But um, Ukraine has canceled their elections in the middle of this war that they're in. And so if we're at full-blown. China jumps over into Taiwan. We start getting hit from every side. All of a sudden, we're in martial law. Hey, we got to suspend the Constitution because we got too much going on and we canceled the election. I'm just saying, we lived through 2020 where I wore a mask inside of a bank and nobody questioned it. <laughs> There's a, a lot of craziness going on. And when you, you think about that interview that Tucker Carlson did with Putin, yeah. where he started blaming um, Poland for starting World War II mm-hmm. and everything. And let's make no bones about it. Putin has had his eye on Poland the entire time he wants to take back what he considers all to be Russian territory. And this man is evil incarnate. And he is the most dangerous person on the face of the earth. And he is not going to stop. And if he thinks he can get away with it, and he's backed by Iran, and he's backed by North Korea, and he's backed by China, I mean, God knows what could happen. All right, my two analysts keep jumping the gun on me and going to different topics. So as I go to a break, the next topic will be a number of Republicans say they will never vote for funding for Ukraine and Israel unless President Biden secures our border first. Do these two individuals agree with this stance? And how do they think this will all play out in the end? It's politics, left, right, center. The Bloom Daddy Show, WTAM, 1100. The Absolute Roofing text window is open. You guys know it's winter, right? What, no one cares? Come on. Text the show at 21095. True story for you. I spent the entire morning, early afternoon, I would say, in Olmstead Falls. Home Daddy Show on WTAM 1100. It's Politics Left, Right, Center on your Wednesday. The Democrat, Mary Springowski, pinch hitting for... Mike and the pastor, James Davis. Mary, you're going to go first on this one. So you've got President Biden in the White House upping the pressure on House Speaker Mike Johnson. They want him to act quickly, bring up a Senate-passed Ukraine aid package for a vote. The president saying the way they're walking away from the threat of Russia, the way they're walking away from NATO, and the way they're walking away from meeting our obligations, it's shocking. You've got Republicans saying, if you want aid for Ukraine and Israel, you're going to protect America first until you... Shut down the border until you seal the border. Don't even talk to us about Ukraine or Israel. Is that the right stance? No, um, this whole thing is a mess. And the Republicans are just as much culpable in this as the Democrats are. Listen, everybody's known for ages that the immigration system is broken. I am probably the only person in here that can speak as the child of immigrants to this country. My parents, uh, my mother died and wasn't a citizen in this country. And, you know, I I have very strong views on this on how we have to fix it and everything. How much foreign aid are we giving to these um, countries that they're coming in from, like uh, Cuba, Haiti, Nicaragua, Venezuela? And we need to stop sending the foreign aid and we need to direct that to the border. But to withhold the funding for Ukraine and Israel is absolutely reprehensible and it is foolish and capricious at best. Because if anybody saw that, like I said, the interview with Tucker Carlson, he Putin has his eye on getting back all of the lands that they felt that they lost during the dissolving of um, the Soviet Union. 
and he is not going to stop. And then we're going to have our own obligations of going in under NATO and, you know, defending these countries in that. And that will really cause some problems on our borders because then they'll be coming at, on, at us from all four sides. So, you know, everybody get your heads out of your butts. Stop this power play in that. You know, they all talk a good game and everything. I want to start seeing some action on both sides. Republican James Davis, what do you make of the Republican stance? Seal our border or protect this country first, then talk to us about Ukraine and Israel. Uh, I'm tired of us writing the checks, all the checks. Somebody else can write this check. Somebody else in NATO can write the check. Why do we always have to write the check? Um, We're talking about borders. Putin has invaded the border. He hasn't even taken Kiev yet. So, I mean, I know he's the big bad wolf and all this stuff like that, but he can't even take their capital city um, so far. This, the border can be fixed with just putting everything back like it was when we handed it to Biden for three years ago. Real simple. Let's just go in reverse and then we can have the best border that we had in the last 50 years with the lowest illegals coming across. And uh, my folk didn't get here on on the Mayflower. So, so um, um, if it's legal uh, immigration, that's one thing. But if it's this other stuff, you have 37,000 Chinese nationals that have come across just in one year. And we don't know. These are men with Tumi suitcases. I ain't even got a Tumi bag. Coming across with roller suitcases. What's a Tumi bag? It's yeah, high-end, um, expensive uh, uh, luggage, right? And I, I got a Samson, a cheap a knockoff Samsonite, but these people are coming in here saying they want a better life. Some of them come from a good life, and we don't know why they're here. And if the Republican Party has finally grown a pair, if Johnson is going to be the guy that says, you know what, we're not writing another check until we fix our own border, then I'm for that because it can be fixed quickly. It doesn't take long. And then you can start sending the money back over to Ukraine so that Putin is stopped because right now he's stopped with the money they already got, and it's never been audited. The way you steal money, it seems to be through the Department of Defense, because what Donald Rumsfeld 30 years ago, he famously says that we've we can't account for two point three trillion dollars. And so this money hasn't been audited. That's been running out of our country right now. We're writing the checks for all of this stuff. At the end of the day, protect our own charity starts at home. Then it spreads abroad. This is not going to be an easier. It's going to be it's not going to be a fast fix. Fast fix. You got First of all, you got to stop all foreign aid. Okay, I'll tell you that right now. If we want to go and concentrate and stop having these people, we use that foreign aid that we would be sending to other countries and use it to go and take care of these people that are coming across until they get their own houses in in order. And we've got to go and change the immigration laws. I don't think that if you come here illegally that you should be given birthright. Okay, because that's a constitutional protection. And if you're here illegally, you're not a U.S. citizen. And you, the Constitution of the United States only expand, extends to citizens of the United States. I can't go over to France and say, well, I can do this because I'm an American citizen and the Constitution protects me. It doesn't do anything for me over there. So uh, we we have to get this straightened out. And they have to take some definitive actions on this. But like I've said... Neither side has done anything. Well, that's nonsense because the the border again was at its lowest level of illegal crossings under the Trump administration. That is a statistical fact. That's data. Yeah, and, and statistics now, can be Jimmy. And then and no, it isn't Jimmy. Okay, so, I'm seeing people coming across on film, walking across in droves, millions of them coming across with no dirt on them, and supposedly walked all the way from Central America all the way to it. We know that this is so, a scam. So, Mary, you don't think Biden exasperated things? By the first day he was in office, reversing everything Trump did on the I'm, border? I'm not saying that he didn't. I'm blaming both sides on this. And I'm saying that both sides have liked to talk the game, but neither side has done what needed to be done on this. What do you think the American, Mary, you go first on this and, and James, you go second. What do you think the American public would say about this? Do you think they would agree 
with Mike Johnson that fix this country first, then worry about the other ones? Or do you think they would say, yeah, let's give Israel aid, and let's give Ukraine aid, and let's try to figure this thing out at the border? Okay, we dealt with 911. This was all through Iran and all of these other countries that hate the United States and that. And if you don't let Israel and Ukraine defend themselves against these threats, I'm telling you right now, you're going to have another instance of them coming onto our country. We don't even know what operatives they've already got here. And if we don't do something to go and help them help themselves, it is going to come and spill on our shores. And you're going to have a repeat of 1941 all over again. And I'm going to tell you right now, my son is not cannon fodder. So they're already here. James, that's what I was going to say. That's what I'm saying. They're already if, here. So, have- so I got to write another check for somebody that's not here versus dealing with the stuff that's already here. No, no I need to Neither shut side this- is going to effectively no, deal with what shut, is already here. Shut, close our border down, write it, send a check, send Good the, send the, the, send the, the National tunnels. Guard. They've hold got on, waterways. Hold on, let him finish. So what is so wrong with saying, let's fix this? And then we'll worry about. That's Ukraine. like me paying somebody else's light bill, and then I'm in the dark and yeah. <laughs> waiting on some, you know, waiting on Cherry or somebody, somebody to give me some money to pay my own light bill. It's silly. I got to do what's necessary for me first and protect my own and first. Just like because you know. the FBI is saying, Ray is saying that right now their screen is lit up red with uh, the, the 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 insurgents or whatever they call them. These mm-hmm. people that are these groups that are already here, and they got so many they can't even watch them all. Something is going to go down. We know it's coming. And so it's best if I don't have a lock on my door, I need to put a lock on my door first before I go sending money out the door to some lock somebody else's border. And I can be in isolation. It's just as much as anybody. But the last time we did that, all right, if anybody remembers a Sunday morning on Pearl Harbor, okay, that is what we're setting ourselves up again if Israel and Ukraine fall. So the check check solves that. Hey, baby, the check's already bounced. Okay. We're going to continue this conversation because I think I, I don't think we've covered it adequately. I think there's a couple of angles to this. And then we're going to get into illegal immigration because now you've got some sanctuary cities out there leaning on taxpaying citizens saying, hey, open up your home. How some of these illegals help us out here, giving them stability, uh, help the problem. How do you think people are going to react to that? Politics left, right, center. The Bloom Daddy Show back after this. It's a tough job. Let me see. Clubs, check. Shoes, check. But somebody's got to do it. Golf balls, check. Bill Wills, live from Guardian Spring Training. Uh, 30 or 15 SPF. All next week, mornings 5 to 9. Baseball prep. Yeah, I'll figure out something when I get there. On WTAM 1100. Beautiful day out there today. I don't need new windows. I mean, it's warm. Carmen, where's that kind of thinking going to get me? Absolutely. Bloom Daddy Show on WTAM 1100. It was getting tense in here during the break. Mary Springowski, the Democrat, in for Mike Polensic. Pastor James Davis, the Republican, we're talking about illegals streaming across. So before I go on to the next aspect of this, all I could say is this. For four out of five years from, let's just say, let's skip COVID, 2017, 18, 19, 21, 22 I did my show live from Washington, D.C. for a couple of days. FAIR, Federation for American Immigration Reform. I interviewed countless Border Patrol agents, countless ranchers on the border, countless border sheriffs, countless former directors of ICE, Homeland Security, the whole deal, who have worked for Democrat and Republican administrations. 
each one of them to a T said the border was never as secure as it was under Donald Trump. Joe Biden comes in. First thing he does is reverse everything Trump did and started tearing down a wall that works and selling off the parts. So Mary is a Democrat. How can you sit there and say both parties deserve responsibility for allowing this to go on since really the Reagan administration? But how can you say that that Biden has not made it 10 times worse when the people on the ground working there say he has? I'm not saying that, but I'm saying when you tie the funding for Ukraine and Israel to this border, you are creating a problem that it's going to be extremely detrimental to the United States. And, you know, we've learned nothing from 1941. We will find ourselves back having another 9-11 because these people have operatives just like i was telling you during break about the ukraine or about the russian helicopter pilot that defected to ukraine and that he went on uh, an assumed identity over to spain and that and they found his bullet-ridden corpse on a street there because they're hunting these people down i get that but but the thing is because securing let me ask you this let me ask you this what is more important rank them Contributing to the war in Ukraine, contributing to the war with Israel, or fixing our border. What's number one on your list? They're they're both equally important. No, you, they, you gotta, they, no, because you can't do that because you'll find yourself into a forefront war. All right, because we've got a northern border and we've got an eastern and a western border. And if you think that they won't come in through these avenues and that, they flew in from New York on 9-11 and that. To so tie somebody these out there two, listening right now, they're thinking, okay, Mary, you're making the case for securing our border. That's very important. You're making the case. They're going to come in. They're going to come in. So... But you can't tie it to the funding because you're just giving these people incentive okay. to take it further. All right. Republican I'll Pastor James Davis, you if you can't tie it to the funding, mm-hmm. then how do you get the guy who made the problem 10 times worse to listen? I'll, I'll come to that. I'll make it. I'll give you the practical answer to your question on ranking them in, in importance. OK, you got X amount of dollars in your household. Am I going to pay my gas bill or my light bill? I'm going to pay my light bill. Why? Because I can microwave some water and wash my behind if <laughs> if I ain't got no gas. So I'm going to pick and choose the one that's the highest priority, and I'm going to take care of my own house, which is of greatest importance, because the sales are already in here. The sleeper sales are here. The Chinese are coming in here. It could be a 9-11 that can happen at any moment. We don't know which city is going to happen in. And if the Republicans don't use this as leverage, it will just the can will get kicked like it's always been kicked. And what was the the, the uh, the the metric uh, carm thirty seven uh, states that enough cities 30, 37 cities go ahead give me, the, give me the metric what's states. the states yes. okay more illegal immigrants have crossed the border in the last two years than populate thirty six states than populate thirty six states so we're just going to just leave the that's what the door semi close and so if we don't get fu- if we don't all the way shut it then how many people are going to come in here? and we know what this is about you have to have a permanent underclass in order to keep the Democrats in power now before I go before I go to Mary let me ask you. Is it important, though, to fund Ukraine and Israel? Absolutely. It is important to fund them. We don't want Putin. You know, he's a maniac and everybody's, you know, saying all this stuff. But like I said, he doesn't seem as big and as bad as what we made him out to. He's a year and change in and he still hasn't done what he need to do. And he just he did it under while Biden is the president. He sort of and while while uh, Obama busy was running the country, then all of a sudden he crosses over and takes Crimea. 
uh, when Trump was there, he stayed put. You have to have strength. You have to have somebody that he respects. He does not respect Biden. And so I agree that, yeah, we got to spend the money in order to uh, with with Ukraine in order to keep him pushed back. But you can walk and chew gum at the same time. But you got us. You got to secure our border first. I'm not I'm not for sending all the money out of the door and then Republicans have no leverage because they're soft. I'll say it. My party is soft. We always bending over and and, and oh, it's the Tea Party. We're going to push back on Beasy and then nothing happened out of that. And then we're going we gonna to do this. We're going to do that. And then they, they always sit back and, and never get anything done. Finally, Johnson seems like he has a pair. Let me go to the next aspect of this, Mayor, and you're going to go first. You got mm-hmm. Mayor, Mayor Eric Adams in New York City saying we're out of room. You have... In New York City, sanctuary city policies, which means if illegals are repeat offenders, they can't hand them over to ICE. Thanks to their right to shelter rule enacted in the 80s, they're legally required to house everybody. So what you have right now, you've got some mayors asking some pretty affluent suburbs and some areas of their cities, hey, do your part. If you have a spare bedroom, spare room in your house, house some of these illegals, give them some stability, Help us out here. How do you think that's going to go over? Well, first of all, I think Eric Adams is an idiot. Okay, and I have no problem (laughs) saying that. He's an absolute moron. And when he wants to turn Gracie um, Manor into a Gracie Mansion, whatever it's called, into a dormitory, then he can start talking. Because, you know, they're paying more to house migrants than they are to foster American children. And I, you know, you're paying $125 a night at places of worship, um, as opposed to paying $40 a day for these children. Or if you put a family in up at a hotel, it's $380 a night. These are all sound bites. There's no details. There's no plan, which is par for the course with this guy, you know, but he's got a really nice Burberry scarf and everything. And he's going to the latest parties. You know, it's just like with Boston Mayor Wu and Governor Healy, you know, um, They've got no hotel rooms left, and they're closing schools and rec centers, and now they're looking for private homes. If you're stupid enough to take in people that you don't know and everything, whatever happens, happens, that's on you. You know, Gretchen Whitmer in um, Michigan, she was looking for for volunteers for a 90-day commitment. She needs to maybe be committed on this because there's absolutely no call for this, you know. They're looking in Chicago, Mayor Johnson, you know, one third of their city budget is going to this and they're running at a deficit. These people are coming from Cuba, from Haiti, from Nicaragua, from Venezuela and that. Are we sending them any funding? Cut the funding off. Use it to go and deal with these people in that. Go out to the Dakotas or whatever Mary, and set up tiny home houses until you can and have your walls around there if you want and figure out what you're going to do with them. But I those- mean, going into private Residences is ridiculous. Those within your own Democratic Party will say if you cut off the funding, you're going to make the problem worse. They need that money. Um, I watched the video where the the cops were attacked by the um, yeah, in the shelter, the, the illegal, yeah, by the the, the, the migrant the, shelter, at, by these people and everything like that. And then I saw the poor woman from I think it was Brazil or Argentina was shopping with her mother in law, and this 15 year old kid is running behind him, shooting a gun, not even looking because yep. he's robbing the place. And, you know, then when they catch him, he cries like a little girl. Pastor James Davis, when I get in arguments with my little liberal buddies about this and they're like, you know, well, you know, you, you can't close the border and everybody should have a right to live in America and achieve the American dream. I say, I've always said for years, open up your house, yeah. uh, open up yeah, your house exactly. to them. So now yeah. they're being asked to open up their house. <laughs> How do you think they're going to they're going to take man, that? Listen, I'm xenophobic. 
and I don't care. I'm saying it. I, I, listen, stay home. We we full. We we can't take no more. And until we start talking like that, all this political correctness, they need to stop coming here, and we need to disincentivize them coming here because now, not only everything that Mary's talking about with the 380 and light and all that, they're getting debit cards. I ain't never got a debit card from my government for nothing for free. And much less, I'm stepping over homeless people outside the Dunkin' Donuts down here on 9th Street. But yet and still, somebody that just walked across the border yesterday are getting all these benefits. And it's a joke. So now, until I see them in Martha's Vineyard that they quickly evacuated them off of, mm-hmm. until I see them in the governor's mansions, until I see them at Eric Adams' house, Wu wouldn't even let white folks come to her party. But she needs to now let some of these immigrants into, into she care about, you know, color people so much. She needs to let some of them in there and go down the list of these politicians you do it first and then when we see you do it first then you can recommend to the rest of us now you say well he's a christian he's past supposed to be he's supposed to clothe the naked and house the homeless and all that. yes indeed but these people aren't even vetted so you're telling me you're going to bring somebody into your house you have no idea what their criminal history is with their what what kind gang of vaccination history any disease yeah. any yeah. of this stuff and you got your daughters in your in that in that house or any or your sons and you're going to allow them in there uh, unchecked just like we're doing right we're letting them into our country unchecked now i'm going to let them into my house unchecked and get out of here this is insane and think about pa- your neighbors Pastor, think, think about the danger you, you can put your neighbors into can i ask you a question from a religious aspect yes when they're saying turn the other cheek and everything like that where in the bible does it say to be a sap where did Christ ever say to it be a It doesn't. And I got four cheeks. You can hit me in the face twice. You can kick me in my can <laughs> twice. But after that second butt kick, now, now it's, it, all, it all bets is off. Perfect and- time. Perfect time for some traffic and weather. Mike Ross. From the Elk and Elk Traffic Center, if an auto accident caused you injury, call Elk and Elk at 1-800-ELK-OHIO. Got a crash reported Detroit at Elmwood. Another accident, Quigley at Steel Yard. Heavy traffic 90 west between Lakeside Avenue and Chester. And your slow opportunity corridor west between Buckeye and Kinsman. This report is sponsored by Staples Stores. Now, during Staples Citathon, you can save up to $180 on select chairs, desk chairs, computer chairs, even gaming chairs. In store only, offer ends 3-2. See associates for details. Stop by Staples today. And grab a seat. Mike Ross, WTAM traffic on 1100 AM and 106.9 FM. Overnight rain will start about 3 AM. Overnight low 43. Rain tomorrow high 40. The Bloom Daddy Show on WTAM 1100. Save the lightest topic for last. Republican James Davis, you're going to go first on this one. You got a new survey found that about one third of Republicans believe that the romantic relationship between Taylor Swift and our own Travis Kelsey fake. They think it's part of a government conspiracy to give Swift the biggest possible public platform to use for an endorsement of Joe Biden for reelection. And about one in eight of all those polled said they believe this. What are your thoughts on that? Okay. Having attended the Cleveland Heights High School. I'm a proud Heights High graduate. 47% of Heights is Anglo-White. 41% is Black, right? It's always been that way. It's a very integrated school, okay? So if you go to that school, you're going to have a lot of Black friends. You have a lot of White friends. There's like zero hair of racism there, okay? Mm-hmm. I'm going somewhere, okay? <laughs> and so uh, Kelsey comes up in that in that environment, right? So he had a taste for the sisters. <laughs> Not only will you, like, have friends that are black, but you can wind up dating a sister. And so he wound up dating a sister. 
he leaves the sister and goes to Taylor Swift. Now, that's breaking the universal law of once you go black, <laughs> you don't come back. <laughs> So I'm in agreement with this conspiracy that once he had a taste of the caramel latte, that there's oh no way in the God. world that he wouldn't grab the vanilla shake when he didn't taste that caramel. And I'm just saying it. The things I'm going to think about on the drive home. Oh, my God. Trey, save this soundbite. I'm playing it tomorrow. Uh, I, I that, mean, that whole spiel right there. Just clip it. He grew up with the sisters, and now all of a sudden he won't Taylor Swift. I ain't buying it. It's a C-O-N-spiracy. <laughs> Mary, how do you follow okay, that? Okay, well, first of all, if the Republican <laughs> Party is like buying into this, if they take their endorsements from entertainers, oh. entertainers are there to entertain you. I am usually entertained by stupid stuff that they do. And apparently the Republican Party seems to be entertainers now if they believe this. It's a conspiracy theory. If they actually you, believe this. You don't this, think that. If they actually okay. believe this, yeah. they have no business going into a voting booth because this is the height of moron of idiocy. Oh my God! Are you? Kidding? You don't want to start about moronic stuff on, on the <laughs> okay. left. Do we want to? We want to go there. Wait a second. Is that the conversation Taylor, we're having about Taylor morose? Swift? Are we? We really think that Taylor Swift has that much influence over who's going to be the next president. That was my next question oh, to you too. God, how sake, much do you think? Me. How much do you think a Taylor Swift endorsement would mean, public endorsement, to Joe Biden? It wouldn't do anything for me. I know, right? but you're but not that You're crowd. talking about that. Yeah, you're not that crowd. Mary was well, a zombie. I mean, no, no, wait a second, because my daughter bought is lives in Ireland, okay. and she bought tickets to go to Poland mm -hmm. to see Taylor Swift in concert. But she's not going to pay play, um, base her, her vote. Her vote as an American citizen, she's not going to base her she's, vote yeah. on what yeah, Taylor Swift is. Yeah, but she's educated. She's she smart. Okay. She comes from you. James, and, uh, how much would a Taylor Swift public endorsement mean to Biden? Seriously. It, it'll pull a little bit, you know, it, 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 but it's worth it, right? If he can pull one or two percent of these Swifty zombies over over to his side. <laughs> because they, You're on a roll, my man. <laughs> you know I mean? If he could pull a handful of them, then, then of course. That they, would they, mean, be like me listening to what Susan Sarandon or George Clooney or some somebody has to do. say. Yeah, but we're Oh, for God's but Mary, sake. You, you, you got sense. Yeah, yes. You're trying to but compare people with sense. You've got people out there <laughs> swallowing Tide Pods to get views. You've got people out there. I mean, I read stories every day. And that's because day. of a lack of parenting. Okay. And let's get back but, to that one. But, but my point is, Mary, they're show. out there. You're I not think, going to reparent them. I think they haven't, haven't been there's, parented. There's a pretty large pop part of the population. That's the natural process that of is natural selection. easily misled. They are. I do believe that. It's and the they Biden vote. Circus you know, crowd. And they vote. They, honest to God, there should probably be some kind of test or standard for being able to vote. But I, I think you should have to have, have to have some kind of license for having a kid. Because I've seen p people that should not procreate doing so. And You're talking my talk now because I say we should have a civics test. Like if you can't pass a civics test, then you don't get the cast to vote. But we're not going there because of what happened to black folks back in the day, you know, with these tests before you could vote. So I understand why we don't do it. But at the end of the day, you have a lot of stupid hey, people. Hey, listen, that, that, we just got the vote. We got this guy in Pennsylvania. What's the dude in Pennsylvania with the sweatshirt? Uh, oh, Fetterman. 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 Pastor, we got Fetterman, the Fetterman, I mean, uh, P Pittsburgh on, or Pennsylvania elected Fetterman to office. I rest my case. Ah, but Fetterman's doing a bit of a change on everything yeah, like his that. Brain is going he down. He his looks like that guy down. that was kept in the basement in the movie. Fester, the Uncle Fester or something. Well, it, yeah, uh, Rocky you know. Road, chocolate chip. <laughs>
Go ahead, Mary. Finish your sentence. But I mean, some of the things he's really going against the party on, and he he's is. like standing up for himself in that. Indeed. But it's like you know, let's talk about not getting the vote here, okay? Because I got the right to vote way after you did, and I mean, this is absolutely ridiculous. If anybody believes that this conspiracy theory is true, and this is what they're basing their vote on, that they shouldn't even have a driver's license. Let me tell you something. Travis Kelsey still got a sister in the cut somewhere. I promise you. <laughs> He may, oh he may steal that one. He broke up with her in public, but in private, he still got his home girl. That because that's what Heights grads do. That's what we grab the sisters and we keep. <laughs> oh Jesus, God in heaven, you're playing her songs. <laughs> Why are you looking at me? I don't control that. That's the guy oh, across from me, Trey over here. Man, play K Michelle or something. Oh. Man, play play the play a sister music. Anybody want to hear no Taylor Swift? There's some Nicki Minaj right but now. Some, right. Cause that's what he at nighttime. He with Nicki Minaj. Minaj. He ain't with Taylor. <laughs> he ain't, he's with Taylor. A game. In fact, you know what he's happy about? I have that lost these games control. are over. The games are over, and he get to be with the sister in the off season. All and then he'll go back to We're her doing break. Get that back after this. So I told you I hung out in Olmstead Falls earlier in the show. Well, now I'm telling you, as I was driving back into the city, I took a video because I love the Cleveland skyline. It never gets old. I posted it on Twitter, at Bloom Daddy Radio. And in that Twitter post, you could see me driving that Nissan Titan. Love it. You could see the spaciousness of it. It'll probably look a little dirty. I should have had it cleaned. But guess what? You could get that same feel by going into Nissan of North Olmstead or I-90 Nissan in Sheffield Village. Mike DeMotto's got a lot of cars for you. And he's got a sales staff that's going to treat you well, professionally, and that's exactly what you want when you're picking out a vehicle. You want somebody who isn't going to pressure you, and you want somebody to explain what you're potentially about to buy or lease. New Nissans, lease Nissans, use Nissans. Mike's got a lot of vehicles for you. Go check it out. You can also go online, bignissan.com, or go to at Bloom Daddy Radio on Twitter and see a little bit of the inside of my Nissan Titan, although it's a little bit dirty. Don't fault me for that. Take it from Bloom Daddy. Nissan of North Olmstead, or I-90 Nissan in Sheffield Village, or online BigNissan.com if you want a new, used, or leased Nissan. Portions of the following program were pre-recorded. From the heart of downtown, WTAM 1100 Cleveland, an iHeartRadio station. Listen on the free iHeartRadio app. His grandfather always told him if he couldn't talk for a living, he would starve to death. And Pops was right. He's Bloom Daddy, and he wants to know what's... I'll tell you what's in my head right now after that. Mush. The pastor needs to go on the comedy circuit. I, I don't know if I've been around a funnier guy. When he gets going, Carmen, and you can see it in his eyes, when he gets in a, a certain zone, I have no idea what's about to come out of his mouth, but I just know it's going to be off the charts. Entertaining. It, Incredibly. To, to say the least. 
he's a trip. And he's a man of the cloth, but he's a regular guy. And as he's going off on the Travis Kelsey-Taylor Swift relationship, Mary Spragowski sitting right next to him, shoulder to shoulder, just rolling her eyes, and I'm over here laughing. You're la- I mean, I didn't see that coming. Of course, with him, I don't see a lot of things coming. Exactly. All of a sudden, I mean, he'll just can be so serious, and then, boom. Very unpredictable, but that's, what's ma- that's what makes him great. He's so spontaneous. <laughs> but I cringe. Sometimes I sit here, and I'm just cringing, and I'm going, should I laugh? I want to laugh, but sometimes, you know, that could get you in trouble, too, even if you don't say it. Mm-hmm. Man alive. I mean, you want to talk about no filter. That's my man, James Davis. You always know where he stands. Top headlines. What's going on here? What is happening? What the hell is happening? What's happening now? Let's take a look at what's going on. These are the top headlines. Just saw this. This is hot off the presses. You got a new poll. Quinnipiac University poll. Trump and Biden. Biden's lead is shrinking over Trump in this Quinnipiac poll. But the fact that Biden is still currently leading in a hypothetical race. Scares the death out of me. I keep saying it. As bad as this guy is, you would think the Republican candidate, top candidate, would be running away with it. But he's not. 49 to 45%. I know it's just one poll, but there's a lot of polls similar to this. It's tight. Now, you see a a narrowing of the race, slight narrowing of the race, after a January 31st poll found Biden leading Trump by six points. It was 50 to 44 back at the end of January. Now it's 49 to 45. The reason Biden's lead is shrinking, the number one reason, is concerns over his physical health, which are obvious. 67% of voters say they believe Biden is too old, not physically capable of completing another four-year term as president. On the flip side, 57% of voters think Trump too old to serve another term as president. I know you're all in on Trump, Carmen. This doesn't concern you at all? No, it really doesn't. I'll tell you what concerns me is the fact that, you know, his cognitive ability and his mental acuity are being attributed as the major reason why. I mean, all we have to do is look to our southern border, and that's one of the key reasons why. And I think, um, you know, that poll is based on all the wrong indicators. But now, at the end of the day, Bloom Daddy, and we said I've said this over the past couple of months, I really believe Donald, if it's a kinder, gentler Donald. I'm with this, you there. Yeah. That's a big if. And I think he'll be able to pull in a lot of those independents, especially females, who I get to see uh, every single weekend, and they support him. Yeah, well, that's your circle you're running in, but I keep on seeing polls where females are heading the other way. So I, I don't know. I mean, I think everything is just so up in the air right now. I don't think anybody could put a finger on it. How about this suspect charged in the shooting of a 10-year-old Cleveland boy? Now, this isn't just any Cleveland boy to this suspect. The suspect is George Zadok Jr., He's 65. This 10-year-old kid that he shot, it's his grandson. I'd really love to know the particulars of this, because if he did this on purpose, good God, what is that family like? If it was an accident, makes it bad enough. But I'm almost hoping, I'm almost crossing my fingers, this was an accident, because I can't imagine shooting any family member, yet alone. I don't have a grandson, but I have kids. I, I just can't imagine what would take you to that point. Kevin Sonardi, 61, former cop, pleading guilty to attempted felonious assault, strangulation, possessing a firearm and a liquor permit premises. The assault was on a female in Cleveland. He got two years in prison today. These are the kind of cops we got to get rid of. These are the kind of guys that got to go and gals. You're held to a higher, higher standard as a policeman. If you are doing what he admitted to doing, 
You have no business wearing a badge. Goodbye and don't let the door hit you in the rear end. Just saw this. Most comprehensive vaccine safety study ever. We're talking 99 million vaccinated people. COVID-19 vaccinations. They found a slight increase in heart inflammation cases following shots from Pfizer and Moderna. Both mRNA vaccines. The AstraZeneca vaccine, is that how you say it? AstraZeneca. Zeneca? Associated with a rare brain blood clot disorder. That AstraZeneca vaccine has also been linked to a higher risk of, is it Gillian? I, I can't pronounce uh, half this stuff. Guillaume Barr. Guillaume Barr. Thank you, Syndrome. That's a neurological disorder. I should have just said a neurological disorder. They could sometimes lead to muscle weakness and, in some cases, paralysis. You're talking about 13.5 billion doses of COVID-19 vaccines administered globally to date. And this is a huge, I mean, this is a monstrous study. 99 million vaccinated people. So what do you take away from this? Slight increase in some concerning things. So on the one hand, you can look at it and say, well, with any shot, there's going to be a slight chance of something. I mean, name something you take, whether it's over the counter or whatever, that doesn't say there is a chance of boom, 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 boom. If you suffer from something because of that vaccination, obviously you are not real happy. But the vast majority of 99 million vaccinated people, they are not seeing anything significant, and that's good news. And that vaccination saved a lot of lives. I never got vaccinated. I never had my kids vaccinated. I'm I'm perfectly okay with that. If you chose to get vaccinated, that was your choice. My problem was forcing people to do it and firing them when they didn't do it. That's one of the biggest, I think, crimes against humanity in our lifetimes. Maybe ever. But that's good news as far as that many people being studied. Well, and the one thing about forcing people and if they refused and they were fired, we had a young lady on the air just a few weeks ago for Everybody Has a Story, Lynn mm-hmm. Schroeder, yep. and she was talking about how she was forced to get the vaccination, and then a year after she got the vaccination, she got fired. How unfair is that? But I think this puts to rest, at least right now, There, there's been a number of voices out there saying that these vaccinations are killing people and i'm not saying that that didn't happen in certain cases but when you study 99 million people and they 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 did an extensive study and it's saying slight increases in certain things i mean considering everything that was going on i think most people will take that let's go to john in cleveland 216-578-1100 john what do you think of that new quinnipiac poll it's very concerning and i agree with you you put anybody else but trump in over there that's a competent Republican, and they run away with it. And, Carmen, no disrespect to you, but it's people like you and everybody else that are sheep following this guy, and he's going to lose. If you were a betting man and you went to Vegas and you were given 10-to-1 odds or 2-to-1 odds, which would you take? Well, right now you're taking 10-to-1 over 2-to-1. John, I've been, I've been saying this for a year and a half, but... To no avail. So have I. I. I don't get it, John. I don't get it. If I've got two quarterbacks and one gives me a much better chance of winning the Super Bowl than the other, I don't care if that other one's been with me for 15 years and he's the vet and he named his kids after me. He's sitting. I'm going with the one that gives me the best chance. But you've got individuals like Carmen and other Trumpsters. They will not pull off their guy That's no right. matter what the red flags say. They won't. They won't do it. I agree, I agree with you. And you know what? If if he loses, 
they better be willing to take the blame on where this country goes because it is going to be their fault, not Biden or anybody else. It's because they supported a losing candidate and they knew he was going to lose. So they better be willing to take the fall and not complain about where the country is going because you had your opportunity to get a good candidate in there and you failed. Johnny Boy, I got right, John, no, hold on. I, want, I want you to respond All to right. that, but we got to get some traffic and weather. I All want right. you to respond to that. Carmen's going to respond to John's call. Let's get some Mike Ross first. From the Elk and Elk Traffic Center, if an auto accident caused you injury, call Elk and Elk at 1-800-ELK-OHIO. Got an accident reported Quigley Road at Steelyard Drive. Heavy traffic I-90 West between Lakeside Avenue and Chester. You also have heavy traffic on 271 South between 82 and Route 8. This report is sponsored by MGM Northfield Park. MGM is upgrading your sleep game in February. Visit Saturdays for the Sweet Dreams drawings. Four winners will be drawn every hour for a chance to win Free play, cash, or a new mattress. Find your fun at MGM Northfield Park. Mike Ross, WTAM traffic on 1100 AM and 106.9 FM. Overnight rain will start about 3 AM. Overnight low 43. Rain tomorrow, high 48. Friday, slight chance of snow and rain. Friday's high 40. I can't go to any more Buffalo Sabres games in Buffalo with Dave Mortosh at Mortosh Financial. I can't talk to him about finances in that car ride anymore because I've got baseball season coming up. But you can talk to him very easily by calling him. 877-GAINS-FOR-YOU. That's 877, the word GAINS, the number four, the letter U, or go to mortagefinancial.com. So what are you going to talk to him about? Well, how about your retirement money? How about keeping your money safe? How about annuities? Like getting an annuity with a 10% bonus on any money you deposit for seven years. I just said seven years. And then still make money based on an index in the market. And you get to do all of this with no loss of principal and no fees. And Dave's clients, they also love no probate. I'm telling you, call the guy. He knows what he's doing. He can navigate that financial horizon better than anybody. Dave Mortosh of Mortosh Financial. 877 gains for you or go to mortoshfinancial.com. Don't forget, you can always listen to Dave every Sunday right here on WTAM 1100 from 8 to 9 a.m. Mortosh Financial Sunday. You can pick up some pointers, some tidbits, but I do recommend just give him a call. 877-GAINS-FOR-YOU. Do you have an idea for an invention or new product and don't know what to do next? Inventors, InventHelp can help you get started with your idea. Call 1-800-INVENTION or go to Invent. Daddy Show on WTAM 1100. All right, before Carmen answers the last caller's question, we got a text, the absolute roofing text line. From the 440, guys, Biden didn't reverse any of Trump's border policies. The clock ran out on Title 42. Uh, Biden kept in place as long as he could. That texter is living under a rock. Biden celebrated the fact that he reversed almost every Trump order on the border his first day in office mm-hmm. you remember it i remember i don't know what that texter was watching at that time or what he's been listening to biden immediately halted the construction of the mexican border wall immediately yes As a matter of fact he's been selling off parts of it mm-hmm. now he wants to rebuild it rebuild parts of it yeah and the pressure's on let me re- and you were there in dc we interviewed those border patrol agents does a wall work every one of them said absolutely 100 100 percent. not one long continuous wall but walls in certain sections where they need it to deter 
individuals from using that area because of terrain or whatever and funnel them into areas that they can better patrol. Mm-hmm. But every Border Patrol agent said 100% a, a wall works. He The travel ban restricting travel from, I think, what was it, 14 countries? Yes. He nixed it. The executive order to reaffirm protections for DACA recipients. He did that. In the first hours of his presidency, when Trump tried to keep thousands of illegals from Mexico, Honduras, El Salvador, Guatemala from entering the U.S. on that southern wall, he held Mexico accountable. He said, you keep them there, you detain them there until they have their hearings or whatever. Got rid of that. Trump's Trump had some tough detention uh, and I'm trying to pull this stuff off the top. I had deportation policies t- for those who made it across. He got rid of that. So don't tell me he didn't do anything. He celebrated it. He ran on that of reversing everything that Trump did on the border. I remember one big thing was, remember, he wanted to remove the stain of family separations, yes. saying, oh, Trump's Trump's separating uh, uh, children and their families at the border. You had to do that. You had adults with children acting as coyotes coming over to get them into sex trafficking. They had money. They border patrol agents told us. Tom Holman, the former director of ICE, said we did the same thing under Obama. You have to figure. You got to separate them to talk to them because a kid who might be with a with a smuggler will be afraid to say anything in front of them because they've been threatened with their lives or we're going to kill your family. So they would separate them so the kid would feel comfortable telling them the truth about who they were actually with, or they wanted to f- get some time to figure out if this really was a family member mm-hmm. because none of these individuals are vetted. They were doing it for safety reasons to protect the kid. Yet Biden made it out like, oh, they're cruel. They're, they're Can you believe this? And see, that texter doesn't pay attention. No, not at all. They don't know what they're talking about, and yet they go and spread it all over. And other people believe it. That's the sad part. Now, to answer the question, we were talking about that Quinnipiac poll. Biden's lead shrinking over Trump, but he still has a four-point lead. That caller saying Trump's a losing candidate. We're seeing it over and over and over. A, a poll like that should scare Trump supporters. But yet, it doesn't. He singled out you and other you know diehard Trump supporters and said, if Trump loses, are you ready to take responsibility Absolutely. For it? Absolutely, Johnny Boy. I got my big pants on. I support Donald 100%. I don't believe that poll. If you recall when he ran against Hillary, he was a big-time underdog the night before Election Day. He ended up winning. Now, you know, shame on us as Republicans, and we got to, and I'm going to digress here, but when it comes to Election Day, we got to make sure that we are well-represented at all these polling, or all these places that are uh, tabulating the ballots, and it's incumbent upon us to make sure everything is fair. I was told long ago by a very wise man, um, it's not important really who votes it's really important as to who counts the votes oh, come on carmen you've yeah. got a republican and a democrat at every voting parlor everyone okay. right. now we could all right i mean are we really going to go down if this we, road again well we could because we i because i think it, i think anybody who does that it, it you lose credibility immediately well, you lose credibility you know what i respect your opinion I, I mean i just do i think if you go down that road you've got no credibility to comment on anything <laughs> okay let's go to pepper pike and jack two one six five seven eight eleven hundred jack jack no Jack. Let's go to Larry, Geauga County. Larry, what's on your mind? Hi there, guys. Uh, the Quinnipiac poll. I won't believe the validity of that poll unless I know what proportion of people polled were Republicans, what proportion were independents, and what proportions were Democrats. Polling authorities have a bad history of over-polling Democrats 
to show that the Democrat candidate is leading over a Republican candidate. So what were the proportions in this poll, and do they reflect the total electorate as a whole across the country? Larry, you are 100% correct. You can't always believe polls, and polls have been wrong in the past. But are you seeing any red flags out there that make you nervous about Trump being able to win this? Me and people that I talk to, no. People are fed up with the last three and a half years of the pseudo-Biden administration. And I say pseudo-Biden because he's a puppet. He's being controlled. He doesn't know what the hell's going on in his name. People are fed up with it. Okay. Larry, thanks for the call. 216-578-1100. I hate to say it, but we're going to find out. Here we are. I mean, time will tell. Mm-hmm. We can sit here and debate it and call each other names and blame each other, but we'll find out in time. Had a great day today. Earlier today, I got to witness another police simulation. As a matter of fact, Carmen and I are going to jump into this at some point in time here within the next two weeks. Two weeks. I'll tell you where it was and kind of what I got to experience in Olmstead Falls today. The Bloom Daddy Show, WTAM 1100. Cleveland's News Radio on Facebook, Twitter, and WTAM.com. Here's a quiz. She'll never make it out alive. The Bloom Daddy Show on WTAM 1100. Talking politics right now. We're going to talk about Olmstead Falls. My late morning, early afternoon there. I had a great time with the mayor, Jim Graven, police chief Otis Rogers. They just invited me over. They wanted to show me the town and... I got to take a look at some police training simulations, which the two of us were going to jump into within the next two weeks. I just like doing that. I like being put in certain situations. This will be my fourth police simulation. I, I like to think that I'm getting better as they go, but today what I witnessed was a little different than anything that I've ever done, and I'll explain that to you coming up in a little bit. But I want to get back to the topic of the 2020 election. So, Carmen, you you truly believe that there was widespread fraud and the election was stolen? Is that I what believe, you're telling me? I believe there was fraud and... No, no, no. What? Widespread fraud that tipped the balance to Biden. Yes. I mean, otherwise I wouldn't say it. What do you base that on? Well, number one, all the suits that were thrown out, the Supreme Court didn't hear the case in Texas. It just makes me scratch my head. And if some, nobody has been able to convince me otherwise. Most of these judges that threw these cases out were appointed by Donald Trump. No. How many state, how many state cases were thrown out? A lot, and what because they had no merit. And what happened in Pennsylvania was crazy. Which was what? The the extension of the deadline? Yeah, the, that, I, the, I'll give you that, but that's not fraud. That's maybe changing rules. That's a totally oh, different okay, thing. That's moving, that's moving the goalpost. I agree with you there. That was wrong. They played COVID to a hilt there. I'm asking you again. You believe... That there was wide, you believe dead people voted, people absolutely, who, and, and 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 it swung the election. I mean, in what? Just answer the question. Yes. Okay. Yes. So, let me throw two things at you. All right. You ever hear of the Heritage Foundation? Yes. It's a conservative think tank. Okay. Conservative think tank. They looked at election fraud cases state by state, and I'm talking about registering somebody to vote and forging their signature, filling out an absentee ballot for somebody who's died or moved away. Voting while ineligible, pretending to be somebody else at the polling place and voting. 1,465 proven cases of election fraud. 1,465. Out of those, over 1,200 resulted in criminal prosecutions. And the remainder resulted in civil prosecutions, diversion programs, things like that. 
That finding encompasses more than a decade of data during which nationally hundreds of millions of votes have been cast. For instance, in Texas, Heritage found 103 cases of confirmed election fraud. But those 103 range from 2005 to 2022 in 107 million ballots that were cast. There were 11 million ballots cast in the 2020 presidential election alone. The fraud in Texas amounted to 0.000096% of all ballots cast. So Arizona, Biden won by 10,000 votes in 2020. Heritage documented, conservative think tank, just four cases of fraudulent voting in the general election. You're talking about over 6 million votes in 2020 in the 2022 general elections. Four in Arizona. That's all they found. Ken Block, you ever hear this guy? I don't believe I have. The Trump campaign hired him in 2020 to find voter fraud in the election. He wrote an op-ed, said unequivocally, 2020, the election was not stolen. No evidence of voter fraud sufficient to change the outcome of the election. He said, basically, the public's being uh, fed a steady diet of lies and innuendo. The day after the election, Trump hired, his campaign hired, an expert in voter data to prove Trump's allegations of putting back in the White House. Block wrote, I was the expert who was hired by the Trump campaign. He owns Simpatico Software Systems. If you take a look at depositions taken by the January 6th Select Committee investigating the attack on the Capitol, they show that the campaign found no evidence of voter fraud sufficient to change the outcome of any election. The bottom line is, you've got conspiracy theorists. I'm not saying you're one of them, but you got a lot of conspiracy theorists out there who never take no for an answer. No matter what the data tells them, no, what the, no matter what the facts say, they're just smarter, they just know better, they're never going to listen. They're not. You've got political parties at the national, state, and local level who have an intense interest in these votes, counting these votes, making sure everything is right. You've had Giuliani admit he was lying about voter fraud. Sidney Powell, Trump's attorney, admitted lying about voter fraud. Fox News settling an $800 million defamation case against the, the, help me. Oh, gosh, the... The it's Dominion, voting, Dominion system. voting machines, yes. Because they were alleging that they changed votes or something was wrong. $800 million they paid. Yet you still think the election was stolen. Hey, and one of my big reasons why you had 220, I believe, at least 220 um, poll workers, or excuse me, um, um, uh, elections board uh, employees that signed affidavits under the threat of imprisonment because of perjury mm-hmm. that they witnessed enough fraud to swing things. Show me. Go go out and find it. Print it right now. Look it up right now. All right. Find it. Tell me where there's are. You are a conspiracy theorist, my man, and you will never take the truth. Big Dan and Grafton, he's another one. 216-578-1100. Big Dan, no matter what I say, no matter what anybody says, you're right and everybody else is wrong. Correct? Oh, no. I didn't say that, but you, you, you don't even give any clearance or, or credence why did they change 30 states uh, before six months before the election came out that they changed the mail-in voting before? And don't give me your excuse of, oh, well, it was COVID because there was mass mailings. There was ballot harvesting. We, we have video proof of that it was going on. No, that's there right. Are- 20,000 mules or 8,000 mules <laughs> or 6,000 donkeys. Hey, 
Thanks, Big Dan. Appreciate it. I'm not going to listen to it. I'm not going to listen to it. He got his ass beat. And you can't handle it. The the, the all-in on Trumpers can't handle it. Your guy got beat. He got beat. He lost the Senate. He lost the House. If he was running against himself right now, he'd call him the biggest loser in political history this side of Hillary Clinton. That's what he would call himself. You just can't take it. Some goalposts were moved. There's no doubt about that. And they did use COVID as an excuse. But that didn't cost him the election. What cost Donald Trump the election? His mouth. And I'm still ticked off at him about it. Shut up. He's a two-term president. We're not dealing with any of this. Joe Biden's rotting away in an old folks home right now. The problem is you can't point the finger at the problem. The problem was Trump in 2020. He's his own worst enemy. Sometimes your greatest strength is your greatest weakness. His greatest strength, his ego. His greatest weakness, his ego. But don't ever come at me on this show and say, oh, the election was stolen. You had dead people voting. You had ballot harvesting. None of it proven anywhere. And the main ringleaders with Trump who were saying this over and over and over have admitted they were lying or it was based on nothing. But yet you continue because that's what conspiracy theorists do. They make things up and they won't listen to anything, including the facts right in front of their damn face. And that's a problem. It's a big problem. Let's go to William Cleveland, 216-578-1100. William? Boom, Daddy. I'll get right to the point, sir. I respect you wholeheartedly, but I want you to think about what I'm about to tell you. I'm listening. I only heard it on the radio one day when they talked about suitcases disappearing in the middle of the night, and then they all showed up in a building in New York City and then a truck blew up the front of the building, and then the Democrats came and cleaned it all up before anybody could say anything about it. You really believe that? I most certainly do. You believe in Loch Ness, because William? I know how, sir, I know what the Democrats did to me 13 years ago. I just did not know who was doing it. And now that they reared their ugly head, I believe it 100%, sir. Okay. All right, William, thanks for the call. I mean, I'm not going to try to talk anybody out of anything, because... If you're all in, you're all in. I mean, you believe in Bigfoot? You believe in Bigfoot. Nothing I'm going to say to you is going to change that. Let's go to Don and Wadsworth. I believe in Bigfoot. Don, this hit me. Don Bauer. Yep. Um, hey, Don Bauer calling uh, Wadsworth. Hey, I just wanted to uh, bring to the, I don't know, you're, you're, I, love your, I love your show, um, to the nation's attention. I live in a rural community. I'm concerned with the migrant, uh, what do you call it, people coming in. Mm-hmm. And there's somebody who's coming to my house tomorrow to give me an insurance claim thing, or not a claim, but uh, to check out my property. His name was Juan. I was speculative in saying I didn't, I really didn't want the guy there because I thought he was a migrant. But I'm concerned about the, my main, my reason for my calling, sir, was uh, when you try to fight a war on three fronts, Israeli, Ukrainian, and now the Taiwan situation, I, I feel that we are spreading our, our, our military operatives too thin 
to properly defend the country. I don't know if that fits in your formats and or it's no big deal. Um but I just want to voice my opinion and look at you guys a call. All right, Don, thank you. Carmen, what are you doing over there? He's still over there looking. He's looking. Uh, yeah. No, I not am. Not finding anything, are you? Well, uh-huh. no, there is so uh-huh. much. Oh, yeah. Well, just make sure well, you know you, where it's coming from. You election fraud. Okay, yeah. You have a library yeah. of stuff yeah. that yeah. I'm sorting through. Make sure it's not Bruno from Parma, okay? <laughs> okay. Just make sure it's legit. Let's go to Brandon in Aurora. Brandon, hit me. Hey, thanks for taking my call. So, Listen to your show every time I, I'm on my way home from work, and I, I can't say it's the longest drive, but every time you're bringing up presidential polls, you're bringing up ones where Biden's ahead. And I don't know if you're familiar with real clear politics, but their I current am. average of all the polls head-to-head has Trump up plus 1.9. Okay, so let me stop you right there for a second. Carmen, vouch for me, because Brandon hasn't heard. I've talked about polls where, where Trump is leading. Yes. But here's my here's my concern, Brandon. Joe Biden's one of the worst, if not the worst, presidents of all time. I would think that any Republican candidate would be running away with this. The fact that he's only up 1% is concerning to me. I want to win. Brandon, you want to win. Doesn't that concern you that a president who is barely breathing is only losing in some polls by 1% to the future Republican nominee? Well, sure, but you're never going to outrun the media, and the media is saying the exact same stuff about Donald Trump and his age. True. So, Brandon, how confident do you feel that Trump is going to win this thing? Well, one other quick point on the polling is, you know, you got Kennedy running, too. Mm -hmm. And Trump is plus 4.5 when you throw Kennedy in the mix. So he's taking more votes from Biden than he is from Trump, but he's taking them from both of them. And uh, yeah, and I've seen I've seen some articles that say he's actually hurting Trump too. May, you know, I've seen. I'll just say I'll see. I have seen contradictory reports on that. Like who's getting hurt the war, the most by Kennedy, the Republican or the Democrat? Yes. Well, and so I, I am concerned, and uh, I could say something to Carmen real quick about those concerns he's listening you know he's talking to his friends and i i talked to my friends and uh you know we live in ohio ohio's going for trump yeah and we tend and brandon we all tend to hang out with people who think like us kind of look like us kind of like the same things as we do so we're gonna hear what we want to hear but i'm gauging that all-important female vote that's who I'm talking about. And many of these folks, lifelong Democrats, liberal to a degree. Um, now, granted, they're business owners and or corporate folks, mm-hmm. and they are on the Trump bandwagon, 100%. Okay. Well, I believe it. So, Brandon, back to my well, original my, my question. Issue, how they, how they confident are you? Pennsylvania, Michigan, or Virginia. Yeah. Because those are going to be the swing states, and, and if the women there don't agree with us. It don't matter what we think in Ohio. Ohio is going to be like plus six Trump. I agree with that. But he's got to make some inroads, Brandon, in that independent. I think there's four groups out there. Minorities, independents, Gen Zers, and women. I think he's got to make inroads into two out of four. Or he's not going to win a general election. 
So he's got to soften. He's got to soften his image, and I don't think that's going to happen. Well, that's the, what so th- we're on the same page, Brandon. As we're on the I. same. I know you have said that. We're on the same page. If if I would feel a lot more confident about this if he could soften his image. But can he? We ha- we haven't seen any signs of that happening. But if he does, will people buy it, or will they think it's an act? That's yeah. another concern I have. Yeah. Yeah. No, I got it. I got it. All right, my my brain is mush. You still looking over there? You find anything? Uh, actually, uh, <laughs> yeah. Just looking. save it for tomorrow. You're going to keep on looking. You ain't going to find anything because I'm telling you, the election was not stolen. And people out there who think this, I you know, honestly, I I worry about you as a voter. I do because if you think that, I don't think you're capable of voting. I I think you need to go see a psychiatrist. Oh my god! Because every so- yeah, I am because you have no proof and. Think about this for a second. Think about what's at the fingertips of the Republican Party. As far as money, power, attorneys, everything under the sun, they could not find one substantial thing, Carmen. I just read to you the Heritage Foundation and, and Conservative and Think Tank. I just told you Ken Block, who yeah. was hired by the campaign. Come you on, man. Really think Come Joe on. Biden got 81 million votes. Yes, he did. Because Most people ever. can't stand Trump. A lot of people can't. Why? Why can't you comprehend that? I don't know why you all can't comprehend that. I wish we it, had it's two right hours. there for you. You know, it just like Trump won in twenty sixteen. He didn't win because people liked Trump so much. He won because people hated Hillary Clinton. And the same thing bit him in the ass in twenty twenty. You know what? And I'm afraid the same down, thing's gonna get him in twenty twenty. As soon as he came down that escalator, it was on. They Ugh. were after him. Well, yeah. Absolutely. But you want to talk about a number of unforced errors, too. You can't sit there and just wash any culpability away from him. I knew he was going to lose in that, what was it, the second debate with Biden? Where he jumped all over him and berated him and just, he made people feel sorry for the old man. Well, don't forget. And that helped Biden. Don't forget that same debate. One Mr. Joseph Robinette Biden also was a name caller. He actually referred to him as a clown. He did. He did. But he he didn't go anywhere near the venom coming out of Trump in the way he acted in that. And I think it turned a lot of people off, including your favorite ladies. So there you have that. Olmstead Falls, Mayor Jim Graven, Police Chief Otis Rogers, thank you. Complete tour of the town. Had a great time. Quaint, beautiful town. Got to see police training simulations, which I posted on X. Just go to at Bloom Daddy Radio on X, Twitter, and you can see a little bit of what, what they were doing. Had a great lunch. Gibbs, Butcher, and Brews. Chicken cob salad was out of this world. Just had a great time. If you want me to come out, visit your town, as long as you're not a serial killer or, you know, somebody who's wanted by the law, just reach out to me. Bloomdaddy at iHeartMedia.com. That's Bloomdaddy at iHeartMedia.com. I'd love to come out. I love to see Northeast Ohio. And early in the morning, afternoon, before I got to come in here around 1230, always looking for something to do. That's it for me. I'll see you tomorrow. Live from Rocket Mortgage Fieldhouse. Cavs back in action. Have a great night, everybody. to get back into action. First Cactus League game is Saturday afternoon at 3.05 against the Reds. And they're throwing it around the horn. There's a shot up the gap in left center field. (laughs)
You don't practice throwing it around the horn, and the third baseman says short. Guardians, spring training baseball's on. Baseball is back. WTAM 1100, home of the Guardians. Hi, it's Bill Wills for the Bath Authority, providing the highest quality bathroom remodeling products along with...